Hey y'all, just wanted to give a bit of a content warning before we got into the actual episode. We discussed sexual coercion at one point a little bit, and I wasn't sure who that would potentially trigger, so I included the timestamps in the episode description. I figured better safe than sorry, so you're not really going to be missing much if you skip it. Just, you know, take care of yourselves. Other than that, we're all good to go. So let's get into the episode. everyone, welcome to Rewind the Love, a podcast about the best era in reality television, recapping shows like Flavor of Love, Rock of Love, and all the great celebrity shows that you love. I am Mike. And I'm Sonia. And I got my McDonald's, everybody, in case you were wondering. <laughs> oh, God, that's right. I forgot that was the last one. I have since uh, gotten my McDonald's. Also, you know what I should have done? Because that's probably better than this. I'm S- And I'm Sonia. And I will never be satisfied. It would have been, uh, what is the word? Not re- what the hell? Timely? I guess, yes, that's a word Fitting? to use. Fitting? Appropriate? Yeah. All those work, I guess. Oh, boy. Somehow, like, halfway through the episode, I'm going to be like, boom! And, like, come up with the ra- I'm going to yell a random I know, word, I'm going to be, like, be in the middle of, like, a rant that's, like, being really profound and, like, sort of making some sense. And you're going to be like, oh, right, this is what I was trying to say. Yeah. <sighs> It'll come back. It's all coming back to I was- me now. Okay, that is how that goes. It took yeah. me Who Oh, boy. We're on some other shit today. I'm trying to think. in here. Oh, no. But that, you know what, though? That leads to, like, further evidence that that song should be higher on the 2000s list. Remember? What do you mean? I just said, I meant hot in here because, like, it's actually hot in our apartment. Oh, I was literally expecting you to follow it up because of no. the one time where it would make sense for you to f- like, yeah. finish up a lyric. It's like, oh, no. My God. Plot twist. I'm speaking about the weather. <laughs> just God, God, Sonia, I was just trying to make a point. Um, we have a decent amount to talk about today, so I guess we should. I wouldn't say get into it, but we've got some beginning stuff. Well, no, we get, do. We can get do the our... housekeeping stuff yes. out of the way. I know I wasn't gonna skip housekeeping. Oh boy, it's like oh, this person goes home. See y'all next week. What? And it still took us way too long to get to that. If I that's know. even what All we were right. trying to do. All right, watch along with us. Hulu, Tubi, Amazon Prime. Rate, review, subscribe. Tell friends who don't suck. Five stars, please. Please. Always appreciated. Never taken for granted. If you would like to support us in another way, because that is a free way to support us, and we totally 1,000 bajillion percent appreciate it, but if you've got a couple extra coins and you want to throw them our way, we've got patreon.com slash pod. We recap. What have we done so far? So we did... 2000... I, oh. 2001, 2002. We're about to do 2003. Yes. The end of the week. Brett's movie. Brett's movie and the second and third parts of Love is Blind. Letter from Death Row? A letter. I love that I already forgot what the title was. You know what? I feel like I don't look at him the same now since that movie. Like, I'm just... I don't know why. Like, I have... Why? I just feel like I have an even harder time taking him seriously, but for other reasons. I feel like he wouldn't be a terrible actor if he was in, like, a... Obviously not in a starring role. And, like, maybe something that he didn't write. Like, yeah. maybe something a professional wrote. Or, well, or just a much, much, much higher budget. It was so weird. The uh, graphics were weird. Well, we don't want to like, spoil any of it. If you want to hear our recap of Brett's terrible movie... It's still worth a watch it's, for fun. It's 
it's worth a watch and it's yeah. definitely worth a listen. So check that out on Patreon. Um, let's see. I guess the only thing that we've watched was Hamilton. Yes. Obviously very important to us for a variety of reasons. <laughs> Outside of all, well, I've watched wrestling. Oh, we, we've both watched stuff, but Fighter the main Fest thing we both and watched. American Bash, yes. That is true. Yeah. We've been watching a lot of uh, old school Nickelodeon game shows. Yeah, and- well, because I feel like we were so stupid and we were like, why doesn't Pluto have a channel like that? And surprise, Pluto has a channel like that. So that's what we've been watching a lot of. Well, not even just Pluto. Like, how does like TV not? Because I think they used to have a Nickelodeon one because I yeah. remember they used to play with like Wild and Crazy Kids and like other ones. Yeah. They really need to get on that shit, though. There's way too much gold in like the Nickelodeon vault that they do not have out. We don't know what they do on. We're cable cut. We're bleh, we're cord cutters. We don't know what they're doing on. That um, is true. For all I know, anymore. there's like three channels specifically dedicated to shit like that. It's like, oh, never mind. We don't know what they're doing on Splat or whatever the fuck. So. Splat. Why did you do that? <laughs> Isn't that a noise they used to make? Maybe. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, I feel oh, like man. I watched so much Nickelodeon, but then so much of it got pushed out of my brain. Wasn't like, that? This is why. Didn't they have a Gak thing like Splat as well? Didn't they make one? I remember th- Gak? Wow. Yes. Remember Gak? The fart noises, like you would just reach in if you just curve it. You put the air there and just always make the fart noise. Oh, okay. Uh- <laughs> I don't know. I forgot about Hamilton. Gak. Cool. We're talking about Hamilton now. Alexander Gackleton. Oh my god! This whole this whole show is canceled. I'm never putting out another episode. <laughs> We're also gonna get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> Plot twist. Like irreconcilable differences, stupid puns. But But Hamilton is great if you haven't watched it yet. So you're not satisfied with my my jokes? All right, it was great. It was excellent. It was just, it was so good. And obviously, I'm super biased because I love it and I'm a musical person. But just the staging of it and the talent, and I know that they were slave owners. I fucking get it. Like, I fucking know that. We all fucking know that. We know. Yes. We know they were not great people. They're fucking characters. It's imaginary, based on real events. If you could fucking tolerate the social network, or the greatest showman, or whatever other fucking bullshit, you know, like, suck it up and let people enjoy things. But on a more positive note, everybody's really talented. Leslie Odom Jr. in particular really just fucking outdoes himself. Him and, and, uh... Renee Elise Goldsberry. Yes, thank you. I, I forgot. <laughs> you knew her. exactly yeah. who you met. <laughs> she watching it like because we. I, I know we both have listened to the soundtrack. God knows how many times, but she was phenomenal. She's in this show. um Angelica Schuyler. Yes, and then Leslie Odom Jr. is. Uh, Aaron I, all Burr. the women actually did. Great. All of the women did great. But... Yeah, I can't take anything away from any of them. They were all incredible. And just... and and. Another person we kind of saw is almost the unsung hero who doesn't get his due is the guy who plays Hercules Mulligan. Yeah. I thought he was fantastic. It's just so good. And it's it's just so clever. And it's like what's really amazing to me is like I have probably been listening to it for like almost four years, over four years now. Yeah. And it's still amazing to me how many references and like things that I didn't catch until I watched it on there like saw it live or any of those things like it's amazing how a work of art can still surprise you after so much time like i don't want to say i don't want to say it makes you i don't want to say pay attention more 
But I guess when you're watching it this way is more of like a cinematic thing. Well, you say thing. context of things too. Like you, yeah. it makes like there's especially all of Burr's songs. It makes you look at them in a completely different way for yeah. me at least. And when you're there, there's always so much going on around the state. Like you're just inca- not encapsulated. That's not the right word. Entranced almost when you're there. Like you're just so pulled into the show. Yeah. That like you're listening to what they're singing and everything, but there's always so much going on that in this case it's like, nah, yo, I'm like focused on Leslie Odom Jr.'s face as he's saying yeah. these words. And it's like, oh, so now I hear exactly what you're saying. It's why you watch things more than once. Yeah. If you <laughs> all this to say, if you haven't watched it yet, you should watch it. Yeah, even if like musicals aren't your thing or like rap isn't your thing or and I can I know that Lin Manuel Miranda can be like a little bit like a lot emotional it's just he's just a lot but you know he he's certainly you know nobody's perfect i think his acting is great in this i think that his singing is well i know yes even he admits that his singing isn't the best especially when you're surrounded by incredible but you know what to me i was thinking it kind of reminds me about how like jordan peele and chris jackson we gotta throw his name yeah of course he's fantastic but like it's one of those things and of course to be digs like fucking icon legend just like speed rapping how did we miss Yes. There you that go. Was, that was actually a decent one. There Thank we go. You. Uh, <laughs> what was I saying? I feel like it's like Jordan Peele. His acting is fine. Which, side note, we also watched Twilight Zone. That was another one. And it's like not that great. The one episode was good. The one with Ethan Embry was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Shout out. I ha- doubt you'll ever hear this, sir. But I'm a very big fan. He's definitely fan not listening to this. That thing you do. Nobody from that thing you do is, is listening to this. Also, Billy Porter was awesome. But uh, Ethan Embry, I thought, was so impressive in the episode. That episode was pretty good. The rest of them were kind of like I knew he could kind of act. Like he's a good actor. But can I get my Jordan Peele point out? Sorry. Okay, so Jordan Peele, I would say he's like a decent enough actor. Like I mean, I loved Keen Peele. You know, oh, it's funny ass show. But to me, his greatest strengths are like writing, directing, like picking projects to produce and get involved with and stuff. So it's like kind of like the same with Lin Manuel Miranda, where it's like clearly a creative genius. Just like your execution isn't always the best. Well, that's like, when's the In the Heights movie coming out? Well, I think it was supposed to be this summer, but same as Candyman. Speaking of Jordan Peele and speaking fucking of Lin-Manuel, Jordan Peele, Miranda. I know Candyman was supposed to come out on my birthday, but now it's September. With an awesome, re- I really, I wish he would just like take all these incredible songs like they did with in this with like Say My Name. Yeah, and oh, just that's, do the remix. That was so. Fucking I got five brilliant. on it. Say My Name, and it's like, and you know what? Please. They did another one. So there's going to be a movie coming out on Netflix with Nia Long and Omar Epps, and it's very much the same as like a lot of this is wow, like it's I haven't like seen either of them in a while i know and neil long still is like stunning just like literally i i she likes it's one of those things where she sort of didn't age but like in the way that she aged just like fine wine she's incredible but anyway so it's one of those like you know how there's like a lot of black movies where it's like a stalking like a like a hookup turned stalking narrative is that like the beyonce movie yes but like there's a bunch of other ones like that is that also idris yes Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> He's like third tier person that you thought of, like Beyonce. Well, of course. Larder. <laughs> I'm Beyonce always. <laughs> I'm Beyonce. Beyonce always. first. Well then I remember I was like, oh that's where she's in it. Yeah. Well that was before Idris was like like a big deal. But anyway, so uh it's basically that same concept where I think like Nia Long is unhappy in her marriage and like Omar uh, that's who it is, right? Omar Epps, I think. Yeah. Yes, because Mike Epps is the comedian. No, I know. I just wanted to make sure that that was definitely the actor. Like I was oh. just trying to put the name to the face. But um and basically they like used to be lovers or something like that and then they 
whatever. So they like go to hook up and she changes her mind and then he starts stalking her and whatever. Ooh. But the trailer, I mean, the movie itself looks like whatever. Cause I'm like, oh, we've all seen this movie like a hundred times. But in the trailer, they do a really creepy edit of All the Things Your Man Won't Do by Joe. It's so good. I don't know, it, like, if I know that song. I'll play it for you after. But like, it's so, it's like, Oh, it just is so. I can't. I don't know what the fucking movie's called. Just look up Neil Long, Omar Epps, Netflix, and you'll figure it out. And just the trailer, like the song alone, which does not make any sense because I'm sure they're, if they even play it in the movie at all, it's not going to be till the end. I feel like all these mixes of songs, though, are going to be like when you look at all these shows, I forget which one was first, but I always looked at how Daredevil to me might have been one of the first where they have very generic intro graphic videos Mm -hmm. where it's like you see like red paint come down and like all that but it's just cool looking and like all never like obviously the marvel ones punisher luke cage they're all gonna have it but i feel like that's what's now gonna happen with something like this where it's i forgot we were watching on like amazon or something but it was the same kind of thing like all these intro videos are now becoming so generic and basic but kind of like artsy I mean, if it works, cool. if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I like guess rem- basically is the thing. They remind me of like a very low budget, and I know you're not familiar with James Bond, but like the intros are all very artsy and cool and like shadowy. I like sort of know it. Yeah, I think like I that's. What you're I feel like about. that's what's gonna happen now. Like that's going to be the Netflix well, generic video is going to be these mixes for all these movies. Like who didn't have I put five, I got five on it ruined for them. I mean ruined but like in a ruined. good way. Th- no but like I can't I listen it's... to it now without getting creeped out. Like oh, even well, the yeah. original. Where it's, not, it's not ruined but you know what I mean? Like And Say My Name is such a clever it's just oh, such for a clever Manor, use genius. of that. Absolutely genius. Oh I will never get over that. I mean I the original Candyman is fine. And side note, another recommendation is watch uh, Horror Noir, it's called. The documentary on Chiller. But if you can find uh, it on another like streaming service or something, like online somewhere, I'm not going to tell you where to look. But, you know what I really you know. want to hear, though? And but I Horror hope- Noir is really good. Watch that documentary. It's about black horror movies and stuff throughout the ages. It just was exceptional. But anyway, yes, I continue. want him to make a movie, and it's like... Just challenge. Be like, I want you to take either a Creed or a Nickelback song no. and make it work with a like. Imagine Why like does this show always come uh, back to Nickelback imagine if and a, Creed. Imagine if like there's a horror movie about like a photographer or like the camera eats your soul. Is there something like that? You can. Uh, like, it's called Get Out. Well, no, that well, no, that like Side note. that makes you. Oh, oh okay. Wait, now imagine if they did on. a remix wait, wait, wait. with like, look oh. at this photograph. Enough. What was? <laughs> What was the name of this podcast? It's like two college professors that talk about horror movies. And in my opinion, their best episode is where they do a comparison of Get Out, which is like probably my favorite movie ever, and Stepford Wives, and just a comparison of the two and how Jordan Peele was very influenced by like, I can't think of the Ira something, the Ira who wrote that and rosemary's baby and how he was very influenced Mm. by those movies and like how it like and the similarities between stepford wives and get out and it just was fucking mind-blowingly brilliant hold on i gotta find the name of the podcast he really does have a lot of good like hidden meanings and like he's just a tiny easter eggs i will i mean for now i i don't want to like treat anybody like he's infallible because anybody's like one twitter thread away from being canceled you know but like in the interim i fucking love jordan peele so much the faculty of horror 
So the Faculty of Horror episode on Stepford Wives and Get Out, absolutely have to listen to that if you're like into horror movies and hmm. I don't know, thinking. Anyway, now that we've spent all this time talking about horror movies. a bunch of stuff, <laughs> we started from Hamilton and ended up at like a horror movie podcast recommendation. Go figure um some vh1 cu adjacent news i guess one thing first is like listener responses because you know we don't really like to engage with too much like media about this stuff outside of the show just because we don't want any of the future seasons of stuff spoiled for us plus we haven't watched most of this stuff in like a very long time years like 10 years at least so we got a message from longtime listener and friend of the show tenicity i'm hoping that's how you pronounce it i'm so sorry that's so embarrassing anyway uh she wrote just finished the new app the last episode amazing observation by mike about the tattoo font choice so fucking gross i'm probably not the first one to tell you this she was but I need to mention it because when I rewatched this episode, I was so pissed it had been cut out. I remember it so clearly from when it first aired. The tattoo Brett got was fixing the spelling of believe on his forearm. He said he was wasted and got something to believe in tattooed because, you know, mm-hmm. it's a song. But believe was misspelled. So he had his own lyrics misspelled on his arm for like 15 years. Wow. The whole story was so fucking wild, and he seems like a pretty vain person, so I couldn't believe he would leave it spelled wrong for so long. Anyways, on my rewatch, I was eagerly anticipating that scene because it was such a funny story, and it was gone. I watched on Tubi and not even the bonus scene. I bet Brett had it scrubbed when he realized how silly he looked. The thing is, in the bonus scene, he mentions a tattoo being spelled wrong that's why she messaged us about it because we were like i don't understand it looks like an old tattoo but clearly he's getting words done and they were kind of having a conversation about how awkward it was i thought yes i thought it was a general conversation of like saying you know hey people have spelled words wrong haha you know that's for life like they're just joking around because if you have tattoos that have words a lot of the times you know people it's like if you if you go shopping and something doesn't have a fucking price tag on it and someone goes, Well, I guess it means it's free, like it's kind of one of those. Hold on, I don't think you have really those kind of generic see it, but I'm gonna show it to you here. Google Brett Michaels tattoo misspelled, everybody at home. See the believe? It's E I instead of I E. And they cover it now. Do you see it though? Hang on. Oh, the I E see. and the I. They went over it with the the with barbed the vine, wire thing. yeah. Oh boy. Wow. <laughs> Oh, anyway, um, also like VH1CU adjacent news. So other friend of the podcast at 2000s Reality TV had put up a post in the beginning of June that said, you know, happy Pride Month. And it was a clip from the pilot episode. I don't know if you call it pilots when it's reality TV, but like the premiere episode of I Love New York season one where Sister Patterson goes around asking all the guys if they're gay. So, like, and the joke was, like, oh, I feel awkward putting this up, but it just is, like, a funny moment, whatever. And, like, also don't, like, ask people about their sexuality like that. It's fucking weird. So I had commented when I first saw it, and I was like, that's hilarious. Um, Like, I can't believe, like, you don't don't feel bad. Like, it was a good laugh. Plus, it was the beginning of June, and we were all really stressed out because of everything going on in this country. But 
it was just i was just like oh and also like we dragged the hell out of her for that on the show it's like and admittedly i did say that to sort of promote the show to anybody in the comments but a couple days ago for anybody who follows us on instagram at rewind love pod you'll see that i put up sister patterson responded and she was like drag me all you want like i'm i am who i am something like that i don't know what the fuck she said but basically, it just was funny because it's like clearly she hasn't changed. She didn't interact with any other post. She just like all of a sudden was like, drag me if you want to. And it was a long time since yeah. I think you commented. How- I, I commented on like the first or the second and she wrote me on like the 28th or something, like the 30th. I don't even know. I don't know how she was just seeing it then, but Man, I don't know. That was my weird, came across our show, weird so first interaction with Sister Patterson. Yes. And that's about it. Still fan of her in the reality verse. I mean, I, I, I almost wanted to respond because she was saying something like, "I'm just gonna be me," and I'm like, "You, you sure are." <laughs> Can't Mo- disagree with you there. Mother of the reality goat. Yeah. Well, that was I was joking about that today. How like because you know everybody's talking about how the possibility of a Kardashian Jenner cabinet mm. and how it's not as terrible of an idea. It's a horrible <laughs> idea. I don't know. They they turned a, a sex no, crime I'm, into no, a they turned no. a sex crime into a billion dollar business. No, I'm sorry, billion dollar business Wait, what do you mean is a sex crime? it was revenge porn. The leaking of the tape was revenge porn. Oh, so. I still think she leaked it on purpose. I think Why? they just found it and said, "Yo, let's we're put not this gonna out we're money. not gonna do this now." Conspiracy. Oh my god. Anyway, no. if so they were the cabinet, that, it. like I, if. If we can't leave the U.S. because everyone's locking at us out, no, I'm, I'm no, I don't know what I'm going to do to myself. I mean, Kim Kardashian's doing more for. I mean, believe me, it's not like I think that it's not like I'm a Kardashian stan. They have their problems, but Kim Kardashian has certainly done more to help incarcerated people than most people currently serving in our justice system. Like at, at top levels, Maya Moore for president. I don't know who the Her fuck cabinet. that is, but either way, it doesn't matter. My She's point an of bringing that up. She's phenomenal WNBA player who took off an entire yes, season. I, I d- okay, yes, okay, I did see that. Okay. Anyway, my point of bringing that up was like a friend of mine was joking, like, "Oh, Sonia, you're doing all the like reality show cabinet planning," and I was like, "All to lead up to a Tiffany Pollard pre- uh, presidency with Chief of Staff Sister Patterson," because it all comes back to New York. Actually, there's a couple New York references I have during the course of this episode. Plus, plus probably what I end up titling this episode, so. Jeez. Last point that is very VH1CU adjacent adjacent, but relevant to our purposes and, like, something we've talked about on the show is that Feathers, a.k.a. the bar that 12-Pack used to work at, or that one time or whatever, like, the gay bar, is currently in crisis. They obviously were hit really hard by COVID-19 closures, they have a GoFundMe, and I'm going to be posting the link in the show description. I know that it's probably not a local gay bar for most of you listening, but it is a gay bar nonetheless. And They're a really... franchise, aren't they? No. Oh. No. The If they were a franchise, do you think they would need this much help? Do you think they'd be on GoFundMe asking well, for help? No, I, I think like no, a they're small not... franchise. No, they're a a solo small business and you know gay bars are really important especially in in our area you know like i mean it's not i mean obviously we're outside of new york city and people have the access to it but for a lot of young lgbtq people in 
our area, it was a safe haven even prior to, you know, a lot of the current civil rights strides that we've made. So if you've got a couple extra coins, just float them their way, you know, they need they need the yeah. help. So help if you can. It is, it's been a great time for me and for plenty of other people, too. So just want to help out the community. Um, so what did you think of this episode of Rock of Love? Honestly, I thought it was. It's on the more serious note now because yeah, we're towards a, the end. Little... But I also feel like it was somewhat uneventful. It was like weirdly uneventful, but significant. Yeah, I mean, we got to see. It seems like a lot of. I want to say frustration what from the season finally let loose for some of them. Maybe that does work. Where we get, I mean, we're going to get into it, especially with Lacey and Brandy. Yeah. But I feel like it's like, even though they've only been there probably like a week and a half, two weeks, it seems like everything that has been built up in their inside. Like, this is a week where I wonder what Sam would have been like, like if she would have drank too much or she would have just finally had like that huge breakdown. I mean, it's possible. This one was definitely, I don't know. That's all I can say, really. It was like uneventful, but also really important for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Like, instead of like the whole episode just being like, something's happening. And something's it definitely happening, was something's like. Happening. It's like, it's big. And things, it was like a good like episode, short... too. But like, if I was to just like, well, I am going to describe it to you. That's the point of this podcast. Yes. It would like kind of sound boring, but like, it's actually very important for moving a lot of storylines forward. Yeah. For a lot of reasons. And I think that Brett probably does something here. Well, says something and then does something that is like probably some of the objectively worst he's been. Shame. Shame. Because well, like, before we were like, all right, he's he's a oh, narcissist. Do you think that I don't know the shame reference know, from Game but... of Thrones? That's like when you say to me, like, I don't do you know friends stuff. And it's like, importance. I exist in a world where people quote this shit all the time. It's cultural osmosis. I don't live in a fucking vacuum. Anyway, I just feel like Brett went from being kind of like, kind of like a goofball, like a little bit objectifying, like kind of, kind of very self-centered and gossipy to being like, I don't know, like pretty shitty. Something he says about Heather later on, like was like, I I gasped at how offense, like I don't, not offended, but like, I was just like really caught off guard by how blatantly gross it was oh i wasn't caught off guard at all i don't know i just i don't i don't know what i was thinking but either way i guess we can get to it now right well, not well. that part well no exactly the show we're in gonna general. get into exactly yeah. this will allow us to get more into detail about specific things as we can so we are rock of love season one episode nine titled vegas baby where we start with the ladies waking up. Of course, we get the close-up of Heather's tattoo. She's still so proud of it, which is and so embarrassing. Lacey says that their next target's going to be Brandy because she burps and farts. And she's young and immature. She's like 26. <laughs> 30. They're in their early 30s. They're not that I mean, far. 26 yeah. is young, but it's like compared to 30, but it's not like not like the difference from Jess. So it pretty much just starts with them getting a note saying that they're going to Vegas. Yeah, Big John was actually a little bit friendlier today, too. I mean, I think I would have probably, like, prefaced it a little better that Brett tells them. Because Brett, for some reason, loves to say, like, y'all also, he says, here's the deal or here's the thing so many goddamn times during this episode. That it's which, really, yeah. Like it the makes me think that they episode. had to do a lot of takes 
that like he probably said it that way the first time but then he needed to like redo it a couple times and just was like trying to summarize his thoughts I don't that would know. be my guess that's the only reason why i would unless he prefaces everything he says like that which seems really annoying because at one point i had to write it in quotes because you mentioned it, you're just like, please try to pay attention. To well, because he, I, I, I mentioned that count, he does it. I mentioned that he does it a lot, but this was like a new level. So Brett also, in addition to saying "here's the thing" or "here's the deal" or whatever, he loves to say "very, very" or "really, really." So even in this, uh, so Big John has him, or no, Big John tells the ladies that Brett has something very, very special planned. He's a little bit friendlier today, like I said before, like last week he was a little bit of a dick, but he the way he's got his hat and like his hair is like hair greasy underneath. and like slick to his head. I knew that was going to bother you mm-hmm. with somebody who like freaks out about if you forehead wear a snap, acne. If, but even if, if you wear a snap back, the hair's got to be up. The back, I guess. Like up and back. Well, no, that's all it is because it's, it's obviously clear because you have the stupid little snap things. Just push your hair up and back, like slick it back with your hand. He just like put the hat, the hat down on, on his yes. head. It was just really gross. Just as a talking hat about she, how she can't stand the other two, it's the same boring shit. So Brett's note reads, good morning to my final four. Pack your bags. Well, as Brandy reads, pack your bags. It's time to tour. I've got a gig yeah. in a, in the city of Sin, and Heather and Jess like automatically lose their mind. But when we get back, someone goes home again. We get a talking head from Heather explaining what Sin City is for anyone who's not sure. <laughs> and then the ladies just head straight to the limo with their suitcases. They take the limo to a tour bus kind of set up somewhere in downtown LA, and there's like the Gibson logo plastered all over it. I'm just surprised any brand wants to associate themselves with this mess it's brett michaels that's why but it's like really embarrassing and messy and trashy like why would you want your brand associated with all publicity this? is potentially good publicity it's not for this time it was nowadays forget it i did laugh though because the, he's like they're like yeah bus and brett's like first class gibson vip and i'm thinking to myself on flavor of love season one they got a private plane when it was five of them to go to las vegas Maybe they're like an hour away from where Flav was. No, they're all in the Hollywood Hills. But then again- They're they're all in the Hollywood Hills. That's the thing. But also in this case, the tour bus kind of has to do a little bit more with- I get it. I guess the show and him. I get it. It just would have- I just would have been I thought it was cool, yo. I'd love to go on like a cross-country thing and like a fucking- I mean, yeah, no, the van is cool, but if you had a choice between a van- like a tour bus and a private plane- I don't know, actually. I... So, but it, I mean, for all the shade that I'm throwing, it does look nice on the inside. There's yeah, like yeah. a guitar, an amp, and then there's like somebody, ran, some intern ran to fucking Costco and got like was, a deli yeah. tray and like it's a one fruit of those, tray like, and whatever. The black plastic on the bottom with yeah. the clear top, yeah. So Who they all cheers and, and they and head out. Listen, that's like my favorite thing. I, I always, said, hey, I always said when shaming. I moved out of the house, I couldn't wait to um, just buy a Hormel like party platter and just like eat it for dinner <laughs> goals that is quite a goal i love i love those things. we haven't had one in a really long time and now i want one so they're singing along with some song and everybody's vibing i don't know it looks like fun so brett says he's taking the girls to las vegas and they're gonna get to see a big rockin fan appreciation show Pretty he's cool. gotten to go know these girls on a very personal and intimate level, but they have not gotten to see Brett Michaels, the rock star side yet, which I have to laugh because everything about this show has been an elaborate 
promotional experiment. Like, you know what That's I mean? That's the point. He has know, an album he's like, coming he's out. He's like, well, I... The, that part is not lost on me. What I'm saying is they haven't seen Brett Michaels, the rock star, as if like yep. he hasn't been like on, you know. But he hasn't been performing for them. He did on literally, I think, the second day, like within 24 hours of well, them that's being where, yeah, there. He came, he came in and was playing the harmonica and like waking him up and bringing him into that one room. No, I'm talking Which about one? the time where like... Lacey well, was on drums, and Heather was playing on the guitar, and Brett's like, that sucks, and he's on, like, the Bowflex or whatever, and he's like... Oh, he's, he's like, yes. And then he comes in, and he's I like... I heard a ruckus. Are... Right. <laughs> exactly. He says, it's very important to me to gauge how these girls are going to deal with the whole rock and roll experience. So they arrive at the Red Rock Casino and Resort. It looked beautiful. Very nice. It looked really even nice. Even while they're in there, the suites they all have. But no, not even. Area. Right. That's what I was going to say. Even outside really of nice. the rooms, like the pool area looked really pretty and yeah. the hotel looked really pretty and whatever. So I was, I did my Googles, obviously, because y'all know I love to do that. And, um, well, so y'all know how we're in the middle of a pandemic, right? And so I'm doing my Googles and, you know, like four and a half stars for them on Google and TripAdvisor, three and a half on Yelp, but nobody's ever happy on Yelp. So whatever. And I'm like Googling how far it is. And it's like 25 to 30 minute drive from the strip and 12 miles. So at first I was like, because it came up with the prices, you know, when you Google y'all during the week, it is like 63 to 67 dollars a night for like a standard room. I didn't look beyond that but like you know i was just like wow that's like really fucking good they're desperate yeah 63 dollars is like a really good i would totally do it like if i listen if i'm gonna die no (laughs) but i'm not dying in a las vegas hotel and casino i would at least want to stay in a nicer room apparently too from the time that we've watched the show like more recently they just redid it Oh, that's nice. And it was funny because I it looked a little bit like uh, Hard Rock at first before we before yeah. I kind of saw the outside that it was like the entryway lobby to the lobby and stuff. Well, no, from the outside it looked a little bit like the Hard Rock did, and we went, so I googled it, and the Hard Rock hotel is closed. Yes, I know I told you that yesterday, but I was still sad about it because we had such a nice time there. Anywho, and also that's where you would expect them to stay. The Hard Rock. Well, I guess because he's performing at per- the Red yes. Rocks. Never mind. I'm I'm fucking stupid today, y'all stupid every day but i'm especially stupid today anyway so i'm like oh well like if this place you know half an hour from the strip is 60 63 dollars i wonder what you know like the bigger nicer hotels are y'all i put it up on my personal twitter at sonia marie says fucking caesar's palace was the most expensive and what it was like 50 something dollars a night I think so. There was one that was like 30. Once. There was one of them, it and it was like one of the big hotels, too. Granted, it was like a three-star one, but it was still like one of those ones on the Strip. It was like, yeah. I don't Because it seems like- Like, MGM Grand was still like $40 a night. Something crazy like that. Like, we're talking bonkers cheap. Because it seems like a lot of people aren't necessarily staying in the hotels, but they're still going like into the casinos and gambling right now. Like there's That's insane. You find videos- I didn't like, I didn't like the casinos, yeah. regardless. Like there's videos but... online of like, hey, well, this- casino parts open and like you're walking through and like no one's got masks on there's no barriers put up with anything like i know like at least atlantic city is trying like they have i'm gonna put my fucking mask on hang out in my room and i mean probably the buffet is gross but i'll keep my mask on at the restaurant (laughs) you know like 
Why I just think the rest and it was like down. It was like fifty percent. It literally would take forty nine, fifty percent price decrease I mean, from this. Too, right now. And I mean, I, I assumed bucks. it was going to be cheaper because of you know. I mean, besides the pandemic, it's also like a bajillion degrees there, and not yeah. the most popular time to go. So I expected it to be marked down anyway. But like the places on the strip were cheaper than this one half an hour from it. So go figure. People are probably more willing to stay a half hour away from the strip because it means there's less people. That's a good point. Less because I mean, like, why? I mean, yeah. Because I mean, half an hour. Because that's the thing. Like, we we walked from the Hard Rock, which is like a couple was a couple blocks from the strip. It was, and it was a good. Actually, a little far. It was like a mile and a half to two miles. Yeah, but either way, like, and that was still like a a little bit of a hike. Yeah, this would be like to have to like if every time you wanted to do something in the main part of Las Vegas, you had to go Uber. Yeah, no, that would suck. We've kind of done it with like Ubers to or from the city, or even Jersey City, Hoboken. Like we've done shit like that. That's different. It's because we have like no other way to get home. Well, that's true. Like. (laughs) It's a little bit different than, like, the main everything that you need to do. I guess technically I did that in Lake George for my bachelorette party. We stayed pretty far, but. Yeah. God, what a crazy time. Not even for the reasons that you would think it was crazy, but the story for another day. Nobody fucking cares. Good things are going to start happening soon. Health-wise, travel-wise. It's like that, it's that, it's that meme. It's like, oh, they, had us, they thought they had us in the first half or something it's, like that. Had us the in f- the first half, yeah. not gonna lie. Really hoping these next six months are awesome. I'm telling you, uh, the pattern says, I think it was the pattern, right? That says not till the end of the year. The whole year we're fucked. Oh, yeah, 2020. Yes. Pattern says the whole year we're fucked. 2021, maybe, we'll bounce back. Brett and the ladies are greeted by some staff. He tells the staff that he needs to do a sound check. So if the ladies could have someone grab their massive amounts of bags. Uh, 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 Ladies, women be overpacking. There you go. Which, like, they all had one suitcase each. (laughs) They were going to be there for two days. Yes, maybe. And listen, I'm a bitch who loves to overpack for two days, but I don't need more than one suitcase. And a purse. And like, well, it depends. If it's like an overnight thing. I mean, I always have, like, anytime we go somewhere. Especially for Las Vegas, when you know that you're going to be dressing for a concert and dinner. And then during the day, you're probably going to be by the pool or some shit. They probably tell them what they're going to bring. So it's like a bikini doesn't take up very much space. A club dress doesn't take up very much space. It's not like, and, you know, maybe you bring, like, Two pairs of shoes, three pairs of shoes, That's and like true. massive amounts of bags. Ha ha ha, ladies be overpacking. So Brandy's like, Brett had to rush off to his sound check, and that's so rock star of him. It's so sexy. <laughs> Whatever. They get brought to a really nice suite. For some reason, they have a pool table. I mean, for some reason. I mean, they have a pool table in there, but I don't really think they're going to use it. We don't see the rooms or anything, but we do see... There must be two bathrooms that they were both able to have tub time. I, yes, I would assume so. So Big John comes up to them in the room and gives them a rundown about what... Rundown? About what's happening tonight. They're going to watch Brett perform, and then they're going to go back to his suite for dinner and cocktails. After dinner and drinks, three of them are going to leave the suite, and the one who impresses him the most is going to stay for a nightcap. I wrote down eek. Because while I am not accusing Brett Michaels of anything, I am not trying to say anything is happening. I'm just saying that consent 
in this type of scenario is kind of murky where it's like oh you're the only one left in my room at the end of the night like not to be oh this is such like a weird area you know what i mean where it's like they kind of have to stay and like they know that there's a chance that if i'm not saying that they were forced to do anything they didn't want to do i'm i'm not implying that at all but like it is it has the potential to set up a situation where the ladies would feel like well if i don't stay or if i don't do something then he could send me home yeah it's just like an icky thing especially because they're left there alone after they've probably been drinking for a decent amount of time that it's like i mean obviously you know sometimes you have those kinds of situations with people that you like i'm not saying every time you are alone with somebody in their room that you know you don't want to be there it's just right like am i being dramatic like that's a really kind of awkward situation it's just yeah it's different because he's a celebrity it's like you're saying it's almost like he has the power to like make or break their career for all intents and purposes in a sense yeah because again as we've said a bajillion times nobody knew that they would have the potential to go on to be like instagram famous after this like the best you could do is probably like club appearances in myspace that's so, yeah, that's probably the best way to put it yeah that's all they can really do i've really honed this theory after like all this time doing this but it just is i again i'm not accusing brett of anything please don't at me but like it's just it's because it has the potential to be right it's certainly not just brett believe me i said this about flave too and like it's really just all of these situations especially where it's harder to imagine somebody finding the person as attractive or connecting with them at that same level Mm. plus like when they are deciding your fate again not calling brett or flave you know like harvey weinstein louis ck at all but like this person has the power to decide how your future potentially goes yeah i'm talking about rape and you can just sing go ahead it's not you just said that you're not saying he's doing this I'm saying I'm not saying that they are like that, but I'm saying that saying those power, those same so kinds those same kinds of situations have led to yes unfortunate situations yes. is what I'm saying yes. So Big John suggests they bring their A game because it very may well be the last time they see Brett before elimination. And again, all of this taking place in their room in his room is like what makes it a little, you know. It, I get little, there's a thing because there's a. It's like, as you're saying there, I mean, I don't really go into like a rape thing with it because as you're saying it is even whether it's for a reality show or just with celebrities, it's, it's always possible as you're saying, we're not saying he ever did anything. No, no, no. did anything. No, never. We're not, you know, going to say something like that, but it is to where. We were not in the room where it happened. Exactly. (laughs) But no, it's kind of like, like there's. I don't want to say a power struggle. Yeah. It's a power. But it's, yeah. Like it's unequal balance of power. It's one of those where it's like. Like if one of the women, whether it's here or anyone, is really just kind of like you're just kind of influenced in a sense, where it's like holy shit, like I can't really say no because they're famous. They could, in this case, like you were saying, it could be a career thing, where it's like wow, my whole life could be ruined if I don't not do something ruined, like but like you know what you have to do to build a career. Yeah. Whereas, as you mentioned, I mean, like, we we watched Flave, we and... watched Flave eliminate someone, at least one person in Boots, Larissa. Boots, yeah. Who, like, oh, you're not going to have sex with me until we're married? Mm, This relationship isn't going to work. You're going home this week, yeah. I mean, she parlayed it into something, but, like, you know, you didn't know. You you don't know. 
And she was fucking 21 years old. To be like, put out or go. Yeah, it's like, put out or go home. It's pretty fucked up. So Heather says that in the talking head that someone's going to be hanging out with Brett one on one and she's going to make damn sure it's her. So we see Jess penciling in her eyebrows. I just thought this was a funny scene where it's like Brandy's naked in the tub talking (laughs) to her while she's so on brand for her. I just feel like it was very fitting for Brandy to just be like, like naked drinking. Well, no, just like you know, like angel baby pose in the like ledge of the bathtub and like drinking, and then she. Well, first she's like, oh, yeah, we're going to be the ones to really, like, crush this, you know? And she goes, once I get a few vodka and energy drink in me. Oh, yeah. It's like, we can't say name Red brands. Red Bull did not sponsor. Vodka and energy drink. Like, woo! Brandy says in a talking head that she definitely thinks she can live in this lifestyle being on tour because she loves concerts and she loves to party. And that's why I'm called Wild Thing. And it's like. Your love of concerts and loving to party is not conducive to tour life. Exactly. Like, at all. <laughs> Give it, like, two weeks of tour and, like, you're going to fall apart. Tour looks miserable. It looks miserable. It's like, unless you're, like, in the band, yes. No! It looks even worse if you're in the band. Because you're the one, like, working. We don't always have to party. No, I don't even mean partying. I just mean, like, you have to pick up... Go to a new location. It's just, I feel like it's from all the stuff I've read from all different types of artists, from all different types of media, that it's just like, you're just picking up and you're going and you're doing and you're doing the same thing every night and you're da 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 And it's just like, that shit looks exhausting and not fun at all. Look at wrestlers. That looks like the worst. Mm. How do those people even live? In the other bathroom, Heather and Lacey are in the tub together, you know. Nice. Two bros chilling in a hot tub. Well, in this five case, feet apart because they're not gay, except quite the opposite. Yes. They're two they're like girls, five, five inches apart. Five inches the best apart. <laughs> For now, yeah. Well, yes. Heather says that Brandy is all talk, and she's gonna really try to make her crack tonight. And says in a talking head that Brandy is clearly into Brett for the rock star party atmosphere, and. Heather thinks that she's just a groupie and she can't wait to prove it. See, they could make a uh, a Jordan Peele horror movie of this and use Nickelback's song Rockstar. Hmm. I wanna be a rock star. Da, 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 da. And just like Lacey with like those that devilish grin and eyes. Somebody can make this happen. Make this edit happen. Turn, please, somebody please turn Rack of Love into, like, a horror movie. The horror like edits, yo? Horror like, the Home Alones and shit and, they uh, do? And, what's the other? Mrs. Doubtfire? Yeah, yo, that shit's somebody creepy. Somebody please Those do that. Those people are fucking geniuses. I know. So, back to Brandy and Jess. Brandy says the key tonight is to get Heather, for some reason in particular, really, really trashed so she won't be able to walk. And then, like, my whole thing, too, was I was like, what if Brett picks the drunkest one? But then I forgot how this goes. So uh, I actually like Brandy and Jess's makeup both a lot here, but Brandy's hair is, like, weirdly teased, kind of like Tamara's from earlier in the season. Mm. I thought of all of them, Brandy looked the best. I was going to say I'm a very Jess, big Jess looked fan, the best. You know. I thought Jess's makeup was fabulous. I... Even oh, for no, like her the makeup, 2000s. She, yes. I think she's, the, Jess really is like stunning. Good. I don't remember like looking at her like that back then, but now I'm just like, you are gorgeous. Well, that's why, like, head to toe, I look like, ah, oh, I like Brandy's look right now. That's so weird. So <laughs> Jess says in a talking head that she doesn't really have a huge plan, but she knows that she doesn't really want to get super wasted and make an ass of herself. She'll just let the yes. other girls do Play that. Play it smart. Yes. It's amazing. And responsible. How, right, exactly. There I mean, listen, it. 
It's not like drinking too much is anybody's fault. It's just in general a good idea yes. not to drink too much, regardless of male threatening involvement or not. You know, <laughs> like it's just a better idea to not get super fucking drunk. Heather and Lacey are walking out of the bathroom or wherever they were and like, come on, bitches, let's go. And like, so like Lacey's in a little black dress with a statement necklace, whatever, very Lacey. Heather, I swear to God, she dresses like shit. You know who she reminded me of? Like, or at least the way she dressed is, what the fuck's her name? Manny? Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) That she had the exact outfit, the hat, and everything, and I was like, she liked her. I was like, oh my god, this is, is so such like such a manny outfit. Yeah, so right. <laughs> that's very, that's a great observation. <laughs> so she's in like a newsboy kind of hat and pigtails, which I hate a grown woman in pigtails. I just why? Well there's, well, there's a very specific time and place for pigtails, and this is not it. And she's in like this halter and denim booty shorts and like boots with the fur <laughs> before it was in the song before it was cool actually no it was probably around the same time i don't know when that song came out i feel like it was around then i don't remember either way Duh. close enough to it but we all know that they were in fashion which it, is why was, it was on the, the 2000 song list wasn't it the best songs of the decade uh low the by florida probably I wouldn't be shocked. But then again, because I got high wasn't on there, so who fucking knows? Mm. Or rolling by Limp Bizkit. Oh my god, let it go. Never! <laughs> Lacey says on Talking Head that tonight she plans on showing Brett that she's the girl for him, not Jess and not Brandy. And she, like, this is where we start to see a little bit of dissension. Where she's like, Heather and I have a plan that I think uh, Brandy and Jess are going to be sitting out in the cold tonight. Actually, this isn't where we see the dissension. My bad. What the fuck am I talking <laughs> about? So we go to the show, and this is when I was like, oh, this is going to be a great, easy episode to take notes on, because it's just the concert, and there's not a lot to write about the concert. Heather's like, we got front row, but it's not really front they row. They all kind of say it's front like row, too, front, Brandy says it. But over to the side, yeah. it's more like a VIP section, is what you called it, because yeah. I called you in the room, and I was like, does this look like front row to you? And you're like, <laughs> just to clarify, well, no. Yeah. Well, there was a part here where because i wrote there's a part where jess and heather are like i don't know if they have like a fucking like bar table in front of them or whatever or whatever but yeah. they stand up and i'm like when they're on there i was like they look a lot closer to the stage than when they're all kind of standing or sitting there's down another the part side. where they're off to the side i guess they must have yeah. moved them but it's very like if you ever watch anything i mean it's like when you watch like a star is born and he goes to perform and lady gaga's like kind of side stage and shit like it's almost like that like we're like family when and there are a hundred people in a room yes but only four can win Brett's heart. Only one. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, well. That's, I mean, well. We don't know. So we see a little bit of Brett performing. He's got a bunch of scarves on his mic like he's fucking Steven Tyler. Wanna be ass bitch. Well, I mean, it's, I don't know. They all have their gimmicks. Yeah, and that's and Steven that's Tyler's gimmicks. The scarves on his mic is one person. But I feel like when you think when you think about scarves on a microphone stand, who do you think of? Steven Tyler. Yeah. If if you never mentioned it and we didn't watch this and you said, Hey, give me an artist or a band or something where you think like scarves on something. I honestly don't even know if I'd still say Steven Tyler. I'd be like, people do that. I feel like that's his signature thing. It might be, I don't know. I like Aerosmith, I just haven't seen him live, I guess. I don't even really like Aerosmith and I knew that. 
Anyway, he we see him sing a couple songs. Uh, we see one song called Bittersweet. I wasn't going to read all the lyrics, but definitely look them up. It's very weird. This one is talking about how he was in love with a woman and then she left him for his neighbor. Oh, Jack? Yeah. Fuck my friend Jack. Want my ring back. What is this one line where he said, I don't understand. But the garderves. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. There's one segment in here that's like, I used to love her bad, but she didn't love me. Used to kiss her lips. Now I watch them bleed. And I was like, what? Why are her lips bleeding? Maybe they're into biting. Gave her a diamond ring. Now I want it back. Besides, she sucked in the sack. That's literally like a whole like segment of the song. Sounds on brand. Brett apparently his MO is just like you Listen can't to quit poison. <laughs> you can't fire me, I quit. Like <laughs> Oh my god. But no, listen to like hair broke like, my heart. So my guitar and me wrote this crap. I don't care if their love affair ever lasts, because I'm about to kick his ass. Listen, I know that not everybody is like out here being a lyrical genius, but like some hair rock doesn't need to be like. What is it? I don't want to say Edgar Allan Poe-ish, like or like genius writing. Like I know it's all about. I know that it doesn't all need to they be. They literally brilliant. have the songs just have nothing but a good time. That's what their music is supposed to be. I know, but just it's, it's just like, like yeah, for we've how all had someone we've broken up with it. or this or that and blah blah blah, and they just. Get, they fuck I just you, think if you're gonna, Jack. if you if you're going to take your art that seriously, maybe try a little harder. Is all I'm saying. Uh. All the ladies are gushing and talking. It's like, oh my god, it's so powerful to see him live, and like, it's, he's so hot up there. And I'm like, this is why I never dated musicians because it's it's fucking it's a scam. Like, it's all just a scam. What music brings so much joy to people. <laughs> I just mean like musicians. I'm gonna look at the positive side of this. Musicians are like it's just it's mean it's. I mean, it still takes a lot of talent to like band guys. I'm not saying when did I question anybody's talent. What I'm saying is it's like it's just band guys are pieces of shit, based on what I've heard. Not that I'm in a position to talk. I was an athlete dater and frat guy dater, so believe me, I'm not judging. It's more just like musicians in the name it was like oh they're creative they're like sensitive whatever and it's like nah they're dickheads too you know he certainly puts on an energetic show though i'll give him that sounds a little out of breath but well i mean he doesn't look like his he's not out here like beyonce doing a letter from death row rippedness that he was 10 years before this was it 10 no 98 this is 07 yeah, yeah 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 you're right nine years before yeah no life comes at you fast he then performs another song, Driven, which well, we've actually heard. When was I fat shaming? What were we saying? We're out of, out of shape. I will not out of shape shame. <laughs> that works better. He, performs, he then performs another song called Driven, which I he, they played at some other point during the course of the show. But I don't I remember. Don't, I couldn't find where they play it because I remember that was like, I like the way you move. Oh, it's so sexy, baby. I all I remember is that. So at some other point in the show they played it, but I don't remember that. It wasn't when they introduced the three fans. I I genuinely don't remember. So 
I tried. And if somebody if somebody remembers where I mentioned it, please bring it up to me. Anyway, so that song, he was like, this song is on my album, Freedom of Sound, which came out in 05 and is the one that that other song, the one that he sang for just that time, All I Ever Needed. Those songs were both featured on this Freedom of Sound album. Then Driven, All I Ever Needed, and Bittersweet are all in the Rock My World album that came out. This is That's the album he's shilling this whole time, which also features a solo version of Something to Believe in. Hmm. To Brandy's credit, she is singing along with this song, so good, good for, for her. her. Yep. Jinx. Basically, this Driven song is just a very original concept of using car metaphors to talk about sex. Yeah. Going to Nickelback, that song, <laughs> it's that song, the song Animals. That's uh, at least a little more like creative. I just, you oh, know that it? song? Yeah. Yes. Got my hand between my knees. I'm squeeze. Well, oh, that's God. what he says here. Mm-hmm. Hold on. You're riding beside me, which it's like, how are you having sex? When you're riding beside me, I like the way you grab my wheel and just kind of guide me, baby. Oh, well, I guess it's that's more mutual about, like, masturbation. Yeah. No, it's that. And then it's same like Panama by Van Halen. If I'm not mistaken, Panama's about Roadhead. Yes. Yes. I mean, I don't know it. Well, I mean, there's the whole point where at least it's like a little bit less of a metaphor. Let me ease the seat back or whatever. It's like, (laughs) oh, okay. I kind of see where this is going now. I mean, my thing is either be blatant or be at least a creative metaphor. Don't be like weirdly in the middle. Like think about a song like that being blatant. As I'm driving, uh, you grab my dude. On Hollywood crime scene, they were talking about the fact that Tutti Frutti is about anal sex. Is that why it goes? Oh, I love Hollywood crime scene. Wop, bop, That was the wrong hole. <laughs> oh, boy. She says, roll me up Puts and down this highway, baby. Oh, can I just finish? Oh, wait, what was that thing? Wop, bop, what the wop, fuck? Wop, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, because That's somebody more like said, what happens if it goes in the wrong hole. No, that was like a tweet where somebody was like, white people snapped when they came up with rock music. So obviously everybody was like, what the fuck? Sister Rosetta Tharp would like to have a word. Like little richard and whatever and somebody responds a wop up what the fuck <laughs> and i was in tears <laughs> oh my gosh so she says to roll me up and down this highway baby she was born to ride high like a rolling stone oh yeah she wants it a little faster baby so baby if you ask her she said take me on that highway out of here then he just has a line that says play guitar now it's not lyrical genius, okay? I don't know if my bar is, like, extra high because of Hamilton, but, like... Oh, my God. No, there's obviously simplified songs out there. It's just, hey, if they got a good rhythm. I mean, if when you really look at Every Rose is a Thorn, while it's, like, many people obviously can connect to it on an emotional level, it's a pretty simple song. I mean, not to bring up famous rapists again, but Jeez. when we were talking... I was talking Wait, once about... who else was a famous rapist? I was literally going to get to it if you would... No, you said it. now that we're bringing up famous rapists again. It's like, wait, who Louis do we bring up? Louis C.K. Oh, that's right. You Harvey mentioned Weinstein, Weinstein and him. Early. Yeah. My bad. I was Fuck thinking him. about... Because, you know, everybody's like, how does R. Kelly have all these songwriting credits if he's supposed to be, like, functionally illiterate? And my friend Pauline pointed out, she's like, have you ever really, like, looked at any of the lyrics of his songs i think i've mentioned this on the show before you may have where it's well, like we bring up i believe i could fly i swear to god it like that and uh 
You Are Not Alone, a Michael Jackson song. Mm. Where it's like, if you really look at the lyrics of that, it's not that deep, y'all. <laughs> like, it's, it's pretty straight to the point. He seems to wrap his show, unsurprisingly, with Every Rose Has Its Thorn. I love that you can gotta see Lacey hits. and Jess. People come to see the song. Like, you know, pop right. goes my heart, you know? Ah, Lacey and Jess. Look at you! <laughs> A music and lyrics reference. I am so proud. I've right honestly now. I even... thought about that movie a lot. In oh, but it's because it's Brett. great. Oh, no, well, I was well say, no. In, in relation to Brad being like an '80s star and just knowing your audience, like he doesn't really have a lot of shame about being a has been, which is, I think, a really key thing. Oh no, because I mean, even you could say has been. Yeah, no, you absolutely can but say has even been. If you still get like. If Poison was going to headline a show, if it's like Poison, we've mentioned this where I've been to like Crew Fest. If you had like Poison, Motley Crue, and like fucking Def Leppard together, like you're going to have an older crowd, but you're going to get, you could easily have an outdoor venue with like fucking 60, 70,000 people. I didn't say that nobody was going to show up. I said like, it's not like you're going to be pulling in like a trendy young crowd. Yes. No, I'm agreeing with that. I'm saying, but as you're saying, they still, they recognize their audience. That's exactly still, my point. I'm agreeing with you. I know. So I Lacey and Jess are singing along, and I only brought that up because while they're like kind of like swaying, clutching their chests, their you can see uh, Heather's boots in the background because she's standing up on some sort of platform, but like you can just see her tacky fur boots in the background. They also have like one long focus on just like one person holding a lighter in the crowd, <laughs> just like the one lighter. So the show's over and all the ladies head backstage. Everyone's cheersing because his band is back there too. And Brett's like, oh, you know, we're going to have dinner in the room in 20 minutes. And, you know, I'll I'll meet you there. So he's just getting ready. And we see the very first glimpses of Brandy looking shit-faced. Because she does that thing where, like, her eyes glaze over a little bit. And mm-hmm. she's, like, just zoned out. It looks like she's a little bit too relaxed. And just, like, her, like, she kind of, like powered down a little bit she's on like rest mode that, yeah no yeah <laughs> rest, mode. rest mode there you go yeah so then brandy says that brett's gonna go change so they keep drinking with the band and like they're doing straight up shots it doesn't stop it looks it's, it's intense like those Jaeger's guys i don't know if they were vodka. under instruction to get them really drunk and i don't think and like for all that i was saying before about the creepy scenario it just seemed more like they were like I don't want to say hazing them either, but yes. it was like I was it was a, yes. like it was like playful teasing, like all right, let's yeah. see if you can keep up with us. Yeah, it it definitely didn't seem but as creepy can't. as what. No, those they were drinking a lot, and Jess is like, yeah, everybody's chugging like half a bottle at a time. So the band is like is pressuring them to drink a lot, but like I said, not in a creepy way. But I kind of wondered if it was like part of the plan, like if like either producers or Brett was like, nah, get them really fucked up. Or try. Because Jess kept Either her own. Either to make them good TV or, yeah. you know, just it's to see, like, who acts an ass yeah. to Brett later on. I mean, reckless and irresponsible, but, yeah. you know, I get it's it. It's a bit of a test. Jess is like, listen, I'm not trying to do all this because I want to actually spend time with Brett and I'm not going to get all shit face wasted. So, smart choices. The band is making Lacey do a shot of Jaeger out of the bottle with her nose closed. Did you see that? I thought and it, Heather's I thought like, it, okay, now exhale. And Brandy's like, she can't breathe if you plug her nose. <laughs> you would know that blowjob, Brandy. No, I'm just oh kidding. My God. It was the it was a joke that hit my head <laughs> when she said geez. that. I was like, oh my god. I know. I was thinking of like blowjob references as well. I just was like, damn, you just came in hot with that one. So 
So Heather's in a talking like Brett's bandmates can drink like fish. And for some reason, Lacey thinks she can keep up with them. What is she thinking? Mm -hmm. Lacey is drunker than we have seen her probably every episode combined. She just wanted to be... I don't want, want to say fit in. Well, it's I that think, whole like I'm a musician too. Yes. Like I can do this. Yes. And like, yeah. Because like normally I think there were people who I would look at in that situation and be like, oh, they're flirting or whatever. No, Lacey's yeah. like, I'm a band girl. I can keep up. Yes. And it's like you cannot. Exactly. Don't forget, y'all. Brett Michaels has like a good party friend in Charlie Sheen. That yes, a little fun. The, fact. So there's like probably a you good chance that, that these the... guys have partied with Brett and Charlie Sheen together. Exactly. So I don't think Lacey, I like because this love also, you, but you're not at that level. Because I don't know, it's not that like I don't think Poison broke up. It was that they just like stopped. Probably took for a, a break, while. and because that's yeah, why like Brett wanted Michaels to do their band, own thing. You would assume that yes, we know in the '90s him and Sheen were obviously friends. Patreon, no, like, everyone would know. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to our Patreon episode, but. I, I just feel like in general, like, as I even like when Charlie Sheen was like really going through it in like mm-hmm. the early aughts or the early tens or whatever the fuck, Brett was like still called upon to like speak on Charlie Sheen. So, yeah. I mean, they maintained a friendship. So, yeah, those would be two fucking guys to party with. Holy I'm shit. terrified. Like, I, like I said, I think on the bonus episode, I like just got an STI thinking about it. So, it would be like if you ever see Get Under the Greek. Where uh, Jonah Hill smoked, what are they called, a Jeffrey or whatever? Yes. It would be like, it'd be like, yo, I'm just going to party and do this. And like all of a sudden, you're just way too fucked up. Yeah. God, it'd probably be a hell of a good time, though. A good time? No, a, a bad time. A bad time. Like a- so Brandy says that shots started going down the throat. And you know what? I couldn't stop. <laughs> so I'm chugging and chugging and chugging. And I am so fucked. So all the guys thank them and then they kind of leave and Lacey's like plopped down on the floor already and Heather's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, and what's worse is like she's naughty. We don't really even see her doing that to her. Like she's just kind of quiet and doing her own thing. But in the talking head, she's like, what the fuck is Lacey doing? And she's like, I don't want to be associated with Lacey when she's acting like this. It's been 20 minutes. And, which is so like, they say. I don't they think. They say it's 20 minutes. It's probably like, like an hour. That would, imagine if it's actually 20 minutes. It could that be. That would be way worse because they drank a lot. Because it was like one of those, they have a whiskey drink, they had a vodka drink, they had a lot of drink, they had a cider drink. So we see Lazy doing the shots out of the cups that everybody's doing. We see Lazy drinking from a bottle of Jaeger and now she's got a Corona in her hand. And I'm like, so you're mixing dark... It's, Jaeger's actually dark, right? I have, yeah. Yeah, so Jaeger's like dark. Greenish. I've had then my like a, Jaeger nights. Every, everybody's got a well, you, my, Jaeger my infamous. Well, we don't have to say it on the air, but... Uh, no, Mike. The time Mike was hungover with... for three days. Yeah. Jaeger... And he was not even that old. Jaeger like... and Rumplemints. Rumplemints? I think Mince. that's what it's called. Mints. Mints. Oh, what a bad night. But either way, so Lacey is mixing clear liquor, dark liquor, and beer. Everything. Bad Everything. news. Just bad news. So Lacey points to Jess, who's kind of like standing over her and trying to like get her together to leave. And like every every group of girls has had this moment. If you've got like friends who drink, where it's like your friend got too fucking drunk at the pregame, so now you gotta take them to where you're supposed to fucking be. And it's like now you're acting like a petulant child where Lacey's like, I don't you're fucked up. And Jess is like, I'm not fucked up, like I'm still standing and I'm talking to you normal she and, may have even said that it's been 20 minutes and i've been talking normal the whole time or something yeah. which gives us the time and heather reference. walks back from somewhere i think actually she was changing her pants because all of a sudden she was in long pants 
So maybe she went upstairs to change out of the booty shorts. Gotta get to ready pants. for dinner. <laughs> my instead of my booty shorts, my like acid washed jeans, my distressed jeans are probably better. <laughs> as long as she's got that newsy hat on, she's ready. Heather walks back in the room from somewhere, and Brandy's kind of like standing off to the side, and she's like, "What are you gonna do?" And Heather's like, I didn't give you a look. I gave you, I just was looking in general, which I think is kind of true. Like, she wasn't really giving a dirty look to Brandy because she doesn't like her. She was probably just like, oh, you're a sloppy mess. But even between both of them, she's probably just looking around the room like, like, what? like what, right, you guys like, what are embarrassing yourself. Right, she's like pissed off. Yeah. And I understand. And Heather, uh, oh, so Brandy's like, you gave me a dirty look. And Lacey's like, if she gave you a dirty look, I give you dirty looks. And Heather's like, Lacey is just attacking Brandy, which would be cool, but she is so drunk that she has no idea what she's doing and she's just going to fuck this up for us. Lacey then walks over to Brandy, basically cornering her and Conley, and she's like, you gave this one a dirty look. And Brandy starts answering her, but then just farts. I thought it I guess was to get her to walk away. I'm sure you did. It was funny. Brandy just goes, you know what? Like, and then it was funny. Brandy follows that up with, get the fuck away from me. I just farted. Brandy says in a talking head that Lacey's got her pinned up against the wall with her nasty ass breath in my face. She's like, and all I could do at this point was laugh. So Lacey's like rubbing up on her and like grinding on her and whatever. And then Lacey goes from just kind of like i'm not touching you i'm not touching you to pouring gray goose on her head which i would have fucking swung on her i think she was just too drunk to respond i feel like my instinct when i'm drunk would be more like she doesn't even know she had alcohol poured on her she's that drunk no she knew because her face just changed oh yeah so brandy then snatches the bottle out of her hand and chucks it across the room well, i saw the throw yes badass and Lacey slurs she's like have it bitch and brandy looks oh no never mind so when brandy snatches the bottle from her Lacey's like have it bitch and then brandy looks pissed and chucks it across the room so then Lacey's like is that it is that all she got is that all you got and brandy's like I didn't give Heather, like, she sobers up a little bit and she's like, I didn't give Heather a dirty look, so, like, why the fuck are you starting shit? And Lacey's like, because I'm Heather's fucking bitch, and if you got something, and Brandy's like, I didn't disrespect Heather, and Lacey's interface, she's like, I think you did, and Brandy calls her right the fuck out, and she's like, whatever the fuck you tried on Dallas, which we get a flashback to the stair fight, she's like, is not gonna work on me. So it seems like either they filmed this a few times or Lacey's just pacing kind of back and forth because Lacey's then standing above Heather, who's now sitting on the floor, even though she's pretty much sober, and just kind of falling into her and then onto the counter, like, next to them. She's about to just fall on her. Just, is funny. And then she yells at Brandy to go hang herself. Oh, I missed that part, I guess. Yeah, she's like, you know what? Go hang yourself. And I was like, ooh, not Shit. okay. And Jess is like, yeah, right, fall over, you stupid bitch. Like, she was pissed, Jess. She should be in this case. Oh, no, I'm not saying she shouldn't Heather, be. Heather, and was that's like, why, like, Heather just kind of kept it together and was like, I'm not going to say this shit is right why now, Heather she could, should. Yeah. Right, she she should have said something. something. She'd be like, Lacey, you're, if you want to be, like, my friend or my bitch or whatever, just be like, Lacey, like, you well, got to no, stop Well, no, either that, yourself. well, I've got some issues with the way Heather behaved, but we'll talk about it. It's coming up. So Heather says in a talking head, I don't need to be defended by some sloppy drunk who can barely even stand up right now. 
Heather then just puts her head down while Jess and Brandy are like screaming at Lacey or like getting in Lacey's face. And Big John happens to walk in at that moment and he's like, hey, hey, come on, good fuck up. I love this part. I thought it was fucking funny. Well, he this comes was in great and because like, Brandy, let's go. And then he, Brandy, he well, wait, hold on. So Brandy uh. goes to Lacey and he's like, the more you fucking put me down, Heather does the same thing that I do, which I was like, what? So then, well, we get to what that actually fucking meant translated it a little bit but Lacey's like then why why are you fucking out of here tomorrow so big john tells Lacey to shut the fuck up and he straight yeah. up says shut oh, the fuck says, up Lacey." As he says get the fuck up no he says shut well either, oh i wrote an all either cats. one yeah i thought i wrote it's hilarious though because he comes in he's like let's go know. and everyone well, kind of moves this, well, like this Lacey, is great get the be- fuck up and let's go because then she starts getting up and she's like goes to reach for his hand but he's already turned around oh, and yeah. is out the door Although the walk through this fucking oh yeah, this is a long casino. walk through the hotel. His face, he's like, I know I have to control myself for this camera right now, but it was up to me. I'd throw her out the front fucking door right now. Yeah, he is pissed. Lacey is in much worse shape than Brandy. She's like, terrible. She's holding on to Heather for dear life. They should have just sent her right to bed. They should be like, listen, like you ain't doing this right now. Yeah, it's really sketchy. So well, they have they need it for the show. I know it it's sucks, just, but it's icky. But Heather yells at her that she's got to pull her shit together. And then finally, it's like, I guess she's like kind of hanging on Big John, I guess. And Heather and Jess kind of fall back because they're the more sober ones. And Jess is like, she's like, look how fucking drunk she is. And we don't know which one she's talking about, but whatever. <laughs> True I'm for assuming Lacey at this point, but yes, yeah. who knows? So Brandy kind of like hangs back and she turns to heather and she goes you know she threw you under the bus earlier right and heather first goes like yeah whatever she's like wait what the fuck did you just say like she just was like so ready to dismiss her and be like wait a second do you have tea and brady's like you think i'm lying and heather's like no tell me what the fuck she said and she was like brandy says that Lacey said she's like i don't give a fuck what i have to do i'm gonna fucking get him fuck every bitch here and then brandy keeps walking but heather is like like girl what and heather says in a talking head that Lacey's her friend but she's a little sneaky ass and she might be trying to set me up right now i need to watch myself i love to compare this to like the hunger games where like district one and district two always team up but then when they're like the last ones there they have to kind of turn on each other timely references so they all walk into brett's room and it's obviously a much nicer suite than theirs which includes a bar like a straight oh, up yeah. actual like manned bar Lacey, they're like oh what do you want and she's like i want a water and then knocks over the champagne glass that's sitting there so it's like not a good start and she's like don't give the fake bitches nothing and Brandy's like scoffing at the idea of being called fake, but then Lacey repeats herself and she starts like climbing up on the bar to get into Brandy's face. And so Brandy's like, Lacey, let me ask you something. Why do you think I'm fake? And Lacey's like, You guys want a fucking party? You're gonna be fucked up. So Lacey orders, th- no, Jess or- orders Lacey off the bar and Lacey she literally. She starts polite. I mean, polite, but she firm. She looks at her and goes like, polite, but firm. get off the bar, please. And then when she's not responding, well, that's when she goes, get the fuck off the bar. I'm surprised she didn't come down and like drag her down herself. Mm. No, hold it together because you want to win. 
But still, like, it's, if it's for safety purposes and whatever. Also true. She falls <laughs> one way, you land on a bunch of glass and fucking die. Well, we'll get to well, that. Well, almost half, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. So, but, like, Lacey doesn't just, like, continue crawling on the bar. She, like, sits down, like, puts her feet on the, because y'all know that's my pet peeve, mm-hmm. that she puts her shoes on the bar and she, like, crosses her legs and sits, like, crisscross applesauce on the fucking bar. And it's just, like, whatever. And Jess is like, get down like from the bar and she's like no sweetheart and Jess keeps telling her to get down and Lacey keeps going or what or what or what and I wrote down here Jess looks like she's holding back from beating her ass absolutely I mean she always is but especially now Heather says in a talking head again like oh if this is how she wants to act there's no saving her like it's her life I'm not gonna tell her to stop so Lacey says some other shit while still crawling across the bar and then goes, oh, yeah, right, Heather, you're such a fucking bitch, where it's like more or less out of nowhere. I mean, obviously, I'm sure there was some context, but yes. maybe there wasn't because she was that drunk. And then proceeds to fall into all the liquor bottles right behind the bar, like into them. And yes. the bartender has, and like she falls kind of in slow motion and like topples kind of further into them. And the bartender is like half pushing her off, but half trying to catch her. It's a mess. That's right when Brett walks out and he says in a talking head, he's like, I come out from getting ready and I hear all hell breaking loose. So the bartender has to then escort Lacey literally to her chair. That's how fucked up she is. Okay. The rest of them all sit down. And interestingly, it's like a U-shaped table, which I guess for filming purposes makes sense. But it's Lacey, Jess, Brett, Heather, Brandy. Like the friends are on opposite yeah. sides. So they all are sitting for dinner and Lacey yells across the table. She's like, you know, Heather knows what's what. And Brandy's like, what's the deal? And Brett, in his first instance of qualifying everything, he's like, listen, here's the deal everyone everyone every everybody shut up Lacey, shut up like calls out Lacey yes. specifically and jess is actually like standing with Lacey, and she's kind of like talking like into her head like just just calm down just cool it like relax whatever so brett says in a talking head that as they sit down for dinner he's getting really pissed off he's like i leave the girls alone with my band for 15 minutes and they're shit-faced which again makes me think that it was probably longer than that but either way Brett says to the ladies that he doesn't want to be rude. He had a really great show and we had a really great time. So let's have a fucking nice meal. How does that sound? Is that asking too much? And then he shouts out the waiters, Ricardo and Javier, and says, they don't need to hear this crap. Uh, this is where Girl I Girl dad energy, at, yes. always. Like, I looked kind of at, like, the power thingy, though, like, as we were talking about earlier, though, where he does come in. He's kind of like could pretty much say whatever he wants and, like, be, like, disrespectful as he That's wants That's how I felt at the very end, too. I kind of was yeah. thinking that at the I very have, end, I have but we'll talk. at the end, too, yeah. Yeah, I, oh, I can't wait to talk about the end. Oh, I'm gonna go off. Y'all get ready, buckle up. So, Lacey has her head in her hands at the table, and Brett's like, do you want some bread? Which he's not being especially compassionate to either of the drunk ones, either, really. Lacey no, in he's particular. he's drunk and he's hungry. I don't know if he he's drunk, care. though. No, he's definitely got a good buzz going. Yeah, but like a good buzz for Brett Michaels doesn't mean the same no, thing. No, I, I don't mean Lacey it's he's not drunk. like them. So Brett says in, his, in a talking head that Lacey basically collapses at the table and not just a minor collapse, it's a meltdown collapse. So Jess is sitting next to her and giving her water and Jess, which is 
possibly the most I've liked her in the entire series to date. And she's like, listen, I don't like Lacey, but I can't let her just sit there and go through something like this on her own. Yes. So then Lacey, we, they put the sound effect in. We don't know if she actually did because nobody really reacts to it, but they make it sound like she pukes on the floor. In, I thought she did. between her and Jess. Well, because they put the sound in, but we don't yeah. see it and nobody really like kind of jumps back or whatever. So Brad has Big John help her back to their room and all through this, Heather is just fucking chowing down, which if people are puking around you, how are you still eating? I think it's <laughs> Especially funny. oysters of all things. And she says in a talking head, whatever, it's her fault. One down, two to go. Yeah, she's ready to win. Brett says in a talking head that he can say clearly that Lacey can't handle the lifestyle and everything that goes with it. And it's very disappointing. We see Big John literally carrying her like basket carry kind of back. And this is mixed with scenes with dinner. And although she definitely either like burps or she like he's like heaving. Like, he's and, like, oh, well, like, no, because she's like heaving. It's, I think she's dry he- heaving at some point. Oh, yeah. Because he turns his head to the side like he smells something. And disgusting. then like as soon as they leave, Brett sits back down and goes, all I want is shrimp. <laughs> The man wants to eat. He had a good show. Heather's like, I had 65 oysters, which I guess is her way of signifying that she's horny. I don't know. And she's like, you can have all the shrimp. And Brandy is starting to look sick. So Heather offers Brandy some of the seafood platter they have set up. And Brandy's like, no, I don't fucking like oysters. That's what it was. Have an oyster. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) Heather's like, why? They're yamola. She's so fucking weird. It's as outdated as her hat. Outdated as her everything. There's a little bit of a tense back and forth, which is just like, come on, eat one. And she's like, no. And then she's like, I don't eat them because they make me sick. And Brandy's like, Brandy and Heather's like, oh, you shouldn't have told me that. Like, (laughs) she's like, you're going down, bitch. So Heather starts slurping them. And Brandy is like holding a napkin up and like heaving and then some squirts out of the it was gross. side, the it was side so and the top. Disgusting. It was like because like you see Brett's like she gonna puke. <laughs> She's puking. <laughs> yeah. It's like ah. Uh. Jess though, fucking Florence Nightingale over here, like Runs across. shoots yeah. across the table to like help her over to the bathroom. And meanwhile, Heather's like, oh my hell, fucking rookies, I'm so bored. Sis, when they go to the bathroom, I thought that was kind of funny. Well, she wait. does the yawn thing. Well, first, let's talk about fucking rookies, Heather. Uh-oh. Because if you were really actually any good at, like, trying to play this game and find... I believe that Heather is actually interested in him for reasons that are more complicated. But I do believe she's actually interested in him. What do you think is going to work in your favor in terms of getting a date? Looking like a stuck-up, hungry bitch? Or looking like a helpful, compassionate human being? That's true. It's the same thing like with the photo shoot challenge where it's like you had the opportunity to showcase your skills in another way that would have like gotten you into getting the solo date. But all you wanted to prove was that you don't give a fuck about anybody but yourself, which is not a good look and not something that most people should look for in a partner. Yes. She's like completely caught off guard by the fact that, spoiler alert, Jess ends up with the fucking solo date. But it's like. If you would have tried to be helpful or compassionate to your teammates or teammates, competitors, that looks the opposite. better, right? As much the opposite as possible, right? Well, that's his big thing, as you said. Not helping is Jess, a rookie but, mistake yeah. is basically. Like she is, jumped in and helped the competition. Yeah. Not helping is a rookie mistake. 
So Jess says in a talking head that Brett should have known it was going to be impossible to have a nice dinner with two drunk Fruit Loops and a fucking hungry stripper. <laughs> I wanted to put that to the tune of the 12 Days of Christmas, but... What? I don't know. Two drunk Fruit Loops and a fucking hungry stripper. That works. Hey! So... While they're in the bathroom, and interest, I thought it was interesting that Brett goes in there with them, yeah. but Heather's just reapplying her lip gloss well, and eating. Brandy's kind of just throwing up, but isn't like completely passing out. Lacey was yeah. like incoherent. Oh no, Lacey was in bad shape. And it's actually kind of funny because at one point when she's finally fine, like Brett's like standing above the toilet and he's like, you know, reassuring her that it happens to the best of them and whatever. I thought that was funny. She was, actually like, like makes, uh, he was he was pretty good sport about it given the circumstances because it's like pretty not sexy to throw up well because they probably sat there like well i was gonna choose jess or heather anyway so (laughs) right well i mean i wasn't gonna choose your drunk ass but you know but i just think that like brandy in this very brief moment like looks up at him and makes this like very super cute like pouty face at him and i was like oh that's sweet and lord knows my advice to anybody looking to decide if they want to be with a partner as you can hear our fucking asshole neighbors. It, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if you can hear the fireworks or not, depending on how it's... Fe- yeah. yeah, it turns out that like recording a podcast over 4th of July weekend is not a good idea. <laughs> well, the way this has been going, it's not even just fucking 4th of July weekend. Everyone shoots off fireworks. I know, but last night, I kid you not, they were doing it. Oh, it was everywhere. At least 3.30 yeah. in the morning. Yeah. No, I heard it. one or two woke me up in the middle of the night. Yeah, I, was, I felt real bad for you. It's been like... Just I know everybody people, on Twitter is fireworks. talking about it. Plus, in New Jersey, it was like just legalized to like. Like you can buy. Them. We have it at our fucking grocery store. Where I'm not gonna lie, I debated on it, Don't, and then I'm like, you know what? Not. I'm not because I'm not gonna be an asshole. Thank you. Where was I? More importantly, sorry. So, you but did, basically, you, my point the of the pouty thing. I apologize, anybody, if there's booms in the background of this. Unfo- yeah, there's unfortunately nothing we can do about it. Our neighbors suck. Brett is kind of holding her while they're in the bathroom, and she goes, like, Brett, I fucking love you. Well, not even love. Like, I can't say love yet. And Brett's like, you can say it. Sir, what? It's like, sir, I think you're misinterpreting what she means. Oh, my God. Sir, you don't have a functional idea of relationships. Although it's also how you know you care about someone. Well, oh, that's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. Oh, that was what I was going to say, is that my advice for anybody to try to figure out if the person they're dating is the one is to be very sick in front of them and how and we're not talking like oh you know well, no, I mean, we're probably talking coronavirus. like on like explosive diarrhea right like uh, coming out of both ends like level Take you know people and that's how you know and that's what dating or if someone's from a good, personal experience yes. i would say whether it's look dating, at us you can bicker on a podcast too or if someone's <laughs> just a good friend that, that's true too we've everyone's I've done, done it, it for their for best friends, friends yeah. exactly where you see a friend puke and then you're like you know what i want to keep partying and having fun tonight but i'm sorry i, I gotta mean, get this motherfucker home lord knows i've had my experience yes like, decided it caused a falling out with one of my friends it's very we've all been in the shoes if we're in college or whatever where it's like saying, right now friend, i gotta take care of this your friend person. tells you that they're so high that they think they're dying maybe don't stay and keep trying to hook up with the guy that you're hooking up with hypothetically uh where was i oh boy so brandy says um no but like seriously i'm willing to open my heart up for you no matter what and brett says in a talking head that she was just wasted and it really bummed me out but as i was pulling brandy's head out of the toilet from her puking she turned to me and said something that was probably one of the most touching moments of my life she looked at me and said, Brett, I love you. And for you, I will let my guard down. I love you. And I want you. I mean, we didn't hear her say that. 
about the guard down, which is an important. Well, point the open later. my heart up part, I guess, is kind of like letting your guard down. I don't know. Sort of. At least. Brandy keeps saying she's like, "I've never felt this. I need this," and they hug. <laughs> Jess looked very disturbed, but she's laughing. She's like, last time I checked, you shouldn't be vomiting right before you tell somebody you love them. And I kind of disagree. You can. Yeah. Sometimes. Bring John then comes back. <laughs> like, poor, I, as much as y'all know I don't fuck with him, right? But, like, I did feel a little bit bad for Big John that he literally had to bring Lacey, come back, bring Brandy, come back. But at least Brandy's able to walk. Yeah, that's... She has her water, and it is somewhat under control. I know, but, like, that walk when you're fucking... Oh, all you want to do is get back. Because like, I'm not a puke and... I mean, hopefully she's, like, a puke and rally person. I am not one of those people. I'm, like, a Depends break the seal puker. No, for me... Beer? I puke? I'll be fine. Liquor? I'm done. See, for me, it's regardless. Regardless of what I'm drinking. If I end up throwing up, I'm going to keep throwing up. Yeah. So as Brandy's preparing to leave, Jess sends her with a glass of water and is like making sure she's all good to go. And Brett's sitting there and he and is talking to him and he's like, basically at this point, I feel like dinner is like the Titanic. It's unsalvageable. So Brett says to Jess and Heather that he's like, here's what I'm thinking. Again, like I think that's the second instance of it. It might be third or fourth. Mm, I don't know. He goes, what I would love to do, and this would be awesome, is I'd love to spend some time with Jess. And it's like, it's literally only awesome for Jess. Exactly. (laughs) Like, like, come on, guys. This is going to be great. Like, it's going to be really great. Um, One of you needs to get the fuck out of here. Awesome. Cool. So Brett says in a talking head that Jess was clearly helping out all these girls, and these girls were her competition, and it really stepped her up in my book. And as much as I think that Brett is a fucking dipshit... I 100% agree there. Absolutely. Where, like, if you see somebody, especially if it just is, like, a really nice thing to do to help somebody in general, but also for somebody that it's not to your benefit to help them, somebody who's been really mean to you, somebody who almost killed you in another instance, you know, and you're still kind enough to help them while Heather's, like, chowing down, you know, what the fuck. So then it's like Big John comes back from walking Brandy and then has to walk Heather back. So and funny. she's like, like, I'm taking all this food. I know. She's, much. well, it, that honestly reminded me of New York a lot. Oh, a lot. No, this was Just very. Just like chowing down on the yeah. seafood, whatever. And she's like, and Heather's like, and I'm talking, what the fuck is that? Like, why Jess? And she's like, she said like 1.5 words at the table. <laughs> I didn't understand the emphasis there, but she put a lot of emphasis. In it. Emphasis. emphasis. So the waiter brings to go containers for Heather to pack up the rest of her food. And she's sitting there like, okay, so we're going to take this. And this was the rest of his food. So we're going to take that. And da 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 da. And I wrote down, actually, speaking of New York, that it's a, like, you know, because New York's famous catchphrase is like, you should have just sat there and ate your food. Uh, this is very much the opposite. She shouldn't have just sat there yes. and ate her food because that's what's getting her escorted back to her room and there not having the nightcap. Heather said in a talking head that she's a little bitter because he's got Stiffy McStiff in the room with him. And here I am marching off four pounds heavier, but whatever. I'm going to bed and I'm taking my food with me. Damn it. (laughs) Again, very New York. I thought it was funny. So we see a little bit of the nightcap, unfortunately. Jess is holding Brett from behind in the balcony. Very like King of the World type thing. No, not the other one. I'm flying. What's that? 
Titanic. Oh, my bad. How do you not know any lines well, you from... The- you don't know any lines from Titanic besides, I've got a child. Or, here, here. <laughs> or, here, here. Or the plunk, where it's the dude that falls and hits <laughs> the propeller. The alone. Because I feel like the... Like, even... I've said my favorite line to you, and you've looked at me like I'm crazy. The bring you to a real party or whatever? Yeah. yeah. That's or, the greatest scene. Or... You're my best Fabricio! You're my uh, best girl, Cora. Cora. Or when the little old woman goes to oh. drop the the heart and she just goes like, ah. And uh what Come is back. what is what does Rose fucking say where she takes a cigarette? I say a lot you think of you're things. All, you think you're all big strong men? I say a lot of things. The amount of times where like if I don't get a response from something, I'll just yell out like, Is anybody alive out there? <laughs> Can anybody hear me? Oh, that's true. <laughs> and fun fact, the guy who's yelling that is, what's his name? Uh, the dude who plays the stretch in the Fantastic Four movie. Brett says to Jess, he's like, I mean, I can party with the best of them, but at the end of the day, you want somebody that's solid. And then says in a talking head, after everyone left, Jess and me um got along quite well. We got to learn each other both inside and out. <sighs> We didn't need to know. I would do that more, but my throat's bothering me. No, it's not Corona. They make out, and then that's it in the morning. So it's the next morning, and Heather and the ladies are sitting on the couch, and Heather's, like, fully sitting up while the other ladies are kind of, like, just curled up. They're it, gone. It looks like a good hangover couch, though, didn't it? Oh, it was you got, like You get, like, hotel room air conditioning, and you bring your comforter out, and you, like, mm. lay sprawled out on that couch. Ooh, that looks like a great place to have a hangover. So Brandy uh, asks for someone to take the plates out of the room because the shrimp's making her nauseous. <laughs> you know that Heather fucking set up in the living oh, room. Oh, yeah. And just Got home, went to town eating. on shrimp. Yeah. Well, because I mean, it's not, like, I'm like, as if it's probably um, like shrimp cocktail, it probably would be, if you, as long as you keep it refrigerated, obviously, it's decent leftover. But Brandy says in a talking head that after getting a taste of Brett's rock star lifestyle last night, she definitely doesn't know if she can hang. So I'm interested to get your thoughts on this. So Brett, Brett, Brandy then tells Lacey and Heather out loud, you know what? He's not the one for me. Like, I can tell in my heart he's not it. Yeah, I think he's great, but like, whatever. I actually gasped during this part, <laughs> which then they do a flashback to um her like the night before in the bathroom, whatever. Be like, oh, I really like you and all that stuff. Brandy then keeps going on and is like, Brett Michaels is not the one for me. I know what my heart wants, and I know that he's not it. And then she says in a talking head that she knows he's uh, that she's starting to have a lot of doubt, and it hurts because she does care for him. She just doesn't know how much more she can take of everything. I want to get your thoughts on this, because I have a theory. I don't really have a theory. I but, think... like, were you caught off guard? Were you surprised by this? I was. I mean, I guess a little bit. It was more so, I feel we, like... Because she was somebody that we never really thought was, you know, like, like here to just be on TV. Like, like she might have... I feel like she did it all for the experience and did, like, like him and connect with him or whatever, but that's... I mean, that's not my theory, but that's my overarching theory about her. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Mike's going through puberty, everybody. Sorry. But what... I don't know. What did you think about it? I don't know if I was, like, terribly shocked. I feel like part of it, too, is just, like, how hungover she is and, like, how shitty of a night yes. she had. 
That's what I think, you know, like when you get really fucked up and sometimes you're just straight up depressed the next day and everything's the worst thing that's ever happened. So I thought that a little bit, that she was just in a bad mood and everything's worse. But to expand on that a little, kind of as the episode went on, I was thinking to myself, maybe she was really embarrassed that he saw her that way. Yeah. And that she was trying to convince herself, like, talk herself out of liking him. Not that I think that she was, like, super into him or whatever, but because her pride was so damaged by him seeing her that way, probably because, you know, her guard is up and all that jazz. But, like, him seeing her that way was embarrassing for her. So she was like, no, I don't like him. And she can sort of cut herself off and that way she can feel better about, like, ghosting him or whatever. Yeah. No, it's not a bad theory because she, well, we'll get to it, but she does kind of mention it's the guard thing. Yeah. She's like, that's her really just having a guard up. She's feeling like shit in the morning, hungover as shit. Also, maybe thinking, wow, maybe I can deal with this lifestyle and the easiest way for me to get out of this is to just just act like I don't like it. Yeah, no, that makes sense too. So Brandy said, uh, we said that already. Heather says, but like, see, for me, I know he is it. And Brandy's like, well, I thought he was it, and I gave it a shot anyway. And Heather's like, well, I've done that for a while now, and he's the one I want to be with. So Lacey says in a talking head, which is like all of us going like, she tells us that she's not like that into Brett and like fucking great. Like this works out great because it'll make it easier to send her home. And it's like, why would you? T- I mean, I guess she must have really wanted to go home because she knew that probably the easiest way was to tell the two of them. Yeah. Then we go back to the room brett's room and they're both in their out clothes from the night before which brett you don't need to still be in jeans did you sleep in your jeans i hope not you probably just threw them on quick oh yeah probably out. oh yeah yeah well, come Duh. On. well it's been a long time since i've had to do a walk of shame so <laughs> i forgot how it works brett uh walks her to the door and he's like oh i had a nice time and Again, I just wish they would give the ladies, like, pajamas or something else to come home in. Mm-hmm. But Jess says, after spending the night with Brett, um, I definitely feel a lot closer to him, you know, physically, emotionally, sexually. And I literally went, no! And she says, Brett and I had a hot night in the city of sin, and that's all I have to say about it. I'm just saying you could do better. Well, I mean, obviously, it doesn't work out. But Brett says that he sent her a car and he's going to send her back to L.A. so she can hang at that house by the pool and he'll see her at elimination. Might not be bad having that whole house to yourself. Oh, I feel like that would be great. And she How knew she was safe. boring, though. Not really. Get away. The way it seems like, although her and Brandon I mean, you're by yourself buddies. in that house. Like, what are you really going to do? I guess you're going to literally, but you don't have music. You, you don't have your phone. You don't have TV. They probably have music. Brett no, brought out it... his old school boombox. She could probably listen to Poison songs. Oh, I feel like with living the dream, being there for like a week and a half with nothing but like all these women getting wasted and like all the controversy to be able to just chill for like a night and be like, you know what, I can just hang well, out. It's by like the a pool, full day. Whatever I want. It'd be nice. Like a day and a half at least. That's a real vacation. No cameras. Well, there's probably cameras, but yeah. you're not doing anything. Brett says in a talking head that he's sending Jess back to L.A. so he can spend the day with the other ladies and try to get to know them a little bit better. Jess says in a, in a talking head that she was confused at first, but then realized it was a good thing that he was sending her home because that basically means that she's safe. Yes. So a note from Brett comes with room service for the other ladies. Lacey reads, 
morning my raging ladies you really tore it up last night so today i set up something awesome to get you feeling right they go down and meet him by the pool brett asks lazy if she's alive and she's like well i wasn't two hours ago she was honestly in really good shape considering how yeah. bad she was the night before nah, i don't know what sort well. of fucking witchcraft sorcery she did she probably just puked literally everything out of her system even then though i feel like you just get tired after doing that yeah plus she's no, 31 true. like i don't know if i could drink like that now and be fine the next day Maybe, I don't know, she got some coffee in her... I don't know what the fuck she did, but whatever she did, it worked, and she needs to tell us her secret. Apparently, Brandy is the one, though, that's in really bad shape, which is interesting, because she was the one that, like, wasn't... She was in bad shape, obviously, but not as bad as Lacey. she could have puked the one time in the toilet, slash, also in her napkin. Right. (laughs) And then, yeah, went back to the room, passed out. Lacey, for all we know, went back, had water, like, who knows? Or she literally could have just got everything out of her system. I know, but even then, like, I feel like I'm still tired it definitely the next helps. day, like, no, worn yeah. out. Brett suggests a little and R&R so. by the pool. Uh, they're going to get a full massage and spa day for everyone, except not really. <laughs> he goes in with Heather first. Brett says in a talking head that he needs to bring her in for what he felt was one of the absolute best massages ever. A hot stone rub down. I don't know why the fuck he said it like that. Heather tells him that she has a lot of emotions and a lot of feelings for him. Just, like, you know, merge our lives together. And Brett's like, yeah, we've got some good times ahead and a lot of good food we haven't eaten. I forgot also, it's very uh, Taurus of Heather to avoid the controversy going on around her and just eating. It's pretty on brand for you as well. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Brandy is uh, sitting outside fidgeting because she's like, oh, fuck. You know, like knowing that he's in the- it's like uh, basically going into screwed. like the principal's office, you know, yeah. she's like after me fucking up and saying what I said to Heather and Lacey this morning, I know that their first instincts are going to be throwing me under the bus. So obviously I'm a little nervous and then got to Heather inside and she's like, let's go to Tahiti and run around naked, which is like hilarious because she's like such guilty conscience, you know. Mm. And Heather says in a talking head that she's thinking she should tell Brett the whole truth about Brandy, but she doesn't really want anything to spoil her fun, so she's going to let Lacey deal with it. And Brett and Heather make out, and then he sends her on her way. Brandy comes in the tent with her senior citizen cataract glasses, Mm -hmm. which are great probably for a hangover. But Heather says to Lacey when she first goes in, like, oh, hopefully she's not turning around and lying to him now. And Lacey's like, oh, dude, we're going to call that bitch out. And Heather's like, yeah, she flat out spilled her guts. And Lacey's like, I think she's sorry she did that. I think if I was Brandy, I would have given him the heads up. I would have said it right now. I would have led with, like, you know, I was in a really bad way this morning yes. and I was really embarrassed and whatever. So, like, I said to them that I didn't like you. So As a defense mechanism. but like you know i don't feel that way it's not true because i think that could have saved her honestly but i think she she probably wanted to go home yes she's definitely done with this she's been on the fence for a couple my god i want to say weeks and maybe she was embarrassed in general for being that drunk on tv also possible so brady says to brett she's like i don't think i was that bad was i and brett's like no and brady's like i was just puking and brett's like no 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 i mean like I feel like all that stuff, like, neither here nor there. Like, I just want to see how you feel, like, what's going on in your head, which is so interesting because you know that he's genuinely, like, kind of smitten by the fact that she told him that. So he just wanted to hear her say it again. Yeah. But 
in Brandy's mind, that translated to, oh, shit, Heather already told him. So he's just trying to get my side of the story while being kind of like, I think that Brett was being sincere and Brandy's got a guilty conscience. Yeah. So Brandy says that while her guard is definitely up because she's scared to get hurt, she's trying to let it down. But, you know, whatever. And Brett's like, oh, yeah, it's tough to do that. Brandy's like, well, I'm also wondering if I was even good enough for you. Like, this would have been such a good segue. Or she's like, you know, I'm getting self-conscious. I'm wondering if I'm even good enough for you, whatever. And first Brett says something like, right. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? But then he goes, uh, and why would you even, like, question that? I mean, like, why would you question if you're good enough? I mean, you're beautiful and you're fun to go to hockey games with. It's the only one-on-one time they really had. Well, no, I just mean more, like, why would you question if you're good enough? Not anything about who you are as a person. Just, like, here's how this benefits me specifically with my interests. Yeah. He's such That's a how he's gonna he's react. So of fucking, yeah. I know. I just, I just would prefer him to be less shallow a person. But you know, I know that's expecting a lot. So Brandy says in a talking head that this morning, what she said about Brett not being the one was not really what she meant. It was just me putting my guard up because I'm scared of being hurt. And I didn't mean to say it that way. And now I need to defend myself to Brett. So Brandy says to Brett, "You know, I'm not giving up. I won't give up on you." And he's like, "I don't want you to give up. And you just like." I just have to make a really tough decision. And Brand, uh, Brett says in a talking head that she felt that she wanted to be much more than friends and be intimate and be lovers. And there was a chance we would make it as boyfriend and girlfriend. This is the second thing where it's like we're hearing him say all this stuff that she allegedly said, but we don't see her saying it. Yeah. So it's like, is this what he's hearing or is this what she said? That's what she said. <laughs> he then walks her out of the tent and they make out a little bit. And Brady says in a talking head. So after I, after talking with Brett and expressing how I feel to him, to him, I really felt a connection um, and I'm willing to stay after today. He must have some sort of like sorcery himself that like they'll talk to him and they'll be like, okay, now that I've had this really shallow conversation with you, I'll stay. Or it's it's post-production editing because every talking head throughout the entire season is them in their exact same outfits. No, I mean, yes, no, I know that. They do it all in one sitting. uh, No, no, no. I just mean like Sam did the same thing a couple times where she's like, oh, I'm really unsure. But then it's like, oh, I talked to him and everything's fine and whatever. Now, Brandy did the same thing. So as I thought that he was just walking her to the the door, quote unquote, of the tent. But really, he's walking her back to where the other ladies are. And Heather's like, oh, like, and Brett's like, oh, yeah, you know, like, we, we had a nice time and whatever. And Heather's like, oh, really? Did you have a good talk? Like, did you tell him what you were going to talk to him about? Like, what you told us you were going to say to him, whatever. And Brett's like, we actually had a good talk, which is funny because I feel like it would be easy for Heather and lacy to interpret that as like oh shit she told him because he was like oh we had a really good talk whatever so Lacey says well, she also said head. yeah when they said that yeah yeah that's true right she's like yeah and he's like yeah we actually had a really good talk. i could have really worked out in brandy's favor but it didn't mm-hmm. lacy says in the talking head that when brandy comes out of the cabana it's pretty obvious that she hasn't been it's pretty apparent that she hasn't been upfront with brett about her feelings and i'm pissed off about that I love when I love when Lacey says that shit. Like she's so entitled to feel her feel. Like obviously everybody's entitled to feel their feelings, but you know what I mean. Like it's like a level of entitlement of just like that just won't do. Girl, shut the fuck up. So Lacey goes in the tent, and I think 
bullshit that like Brad's like you have a full day of like massages and it's like no sir only you have a full day of massages. He got everything. They just hit like some parts. Yeah, here. and like especially because this like Lacey and Brad just get foot massages at this part. I'd be like, I want the Han Stone one. Uh, that's not fair. We don't even see what he like what gets done with him and Brandy. Well, they lay on the beds face up. But that's all we know. And then yeah, it cuts to them talking. So Lacey says to Brett, she's like, I don't really feel like Jess and Brandy have feelings for you. And, like, even Brandy went so far as to say, like, this morning and then just, like, tells us, you know, spills all the tea. And Brett's like, well, that's weird because that's the whole opposite. A whole opposite, he says. Just not, like, a thing that anybody says. That it's a whole opposite of what she just said. And Lacey's like, oh, oh I knew she was going to do that. Oh, I'm so aggravated. And Lacey's like, oh, I can't believe she lied to Brett's face. And it's like, oh, no, why would she possibly do that? Yeah. So Brett's in full venting tea spilling mode now where he's like, everything, you know, Brandy just said, like, blah, blah, blah. It's, she told me this and that and da, 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 da. And Lacey's like, well, she's either completely lying to Heather and I or she's completely lying to you. And Brett, like, brings up a really good point where he's like, I would be aware that there's a good chance she's playing you guys. Yes. Which, I mean, she's not. But then I was kind of thinking about it. I'm like, that would actually be smart where you give Brett the heads up like, oh, you want to see how not trustworthy these ladies are? Like, do you want to see how they don't really keep your secrets? Because you're a celebrity and you probably need to maintain a level of privacy. You know, watch this. And she'll tell them a secret and then they'll go telling the whole house and running back to him. And it'll prove to him that they're not trustworthy and don't have his best interest to heart. And then he can eliminate them. But none of these ladies are that smart. And Lacey's like, well, that's true. You know, no. the idea that somebody would be playing her. It's like, oh, shit. That's right. Yeah. So Brett says in a talking head, he's like, I think Lacey could be lying to me just to kind of X Brandy out. Because Lacey is crazy and a little malicious. He goes, but I also know that Lacey really likes me. And she does want to get rid of Brandy. So Brett again goes, here's the thing. Lacey, you're a little malicious and i was like jeez straight up honest straight up and he goes and i need to watch you more and figure you out and Lacey's like right right <laughs> she's a pretty good sport about being red to filth to her face i guess so Lacey says in a talking head that she really feels for brett's sake that she needs to tell him these things but at the same time i'm a little worried because i don't want him to think that i'm crazy Brett says that he needs to think a little more about it and figure it out and says in a talking head that something in the pit of his stomach told him something was wrong with Brandy. So at this point, he's on the fence about who to believe. So Brett brags about his relaxing massage. Like, fuck you. I'm sure they all wish they could have gotten all three parts of those. But he says in a talking head that he knew he had a really, really tough decision to make. Again, the double reallys. He tells the ladies that he doesn't really know who's being real, who's being malicious, and all of these things are sitting in the back of his head. So two of you will be staying here and one of you will be going back to L.A. And I've made a uh, reservation for tonight. So I was shocked that he says Lacey and Heather are going to stay. I thought it was going to be Lacey and Brandy, that they each got like one last chance to kind of sell each other. But I have a theory about this I think later on. I, th- I wasn't shocked, 
mean, but obviously, it was I like, do agree that that those were the two I I was that was really yeah. That's what I assumed he was going to do because you would think that Heather, for a variety of reasons, would be safe. So Lacey says in a talking head that she's happy that Brandy's going back to L.A., but she's worried about what Brandy going has back, in his back to Kelly, Kelly. Yeah, literally. So uh, she's nervous about what Brett has in his mind about her because they thought kind of like just thought initially of like, oh, you're getting sent back if you're like he doesn't want to spend the time with you, which is actually kind of the opposite of true. Brandy says in a talking head that Brett sending her home to L.A. because she fucked up this morning and obviously Lacey told Brett about it. And I do care about him, but I'm hoping that Brett sees that soon. So the remaining two ladies, Brett escorts them to dinner Lacey is in a black dress with this bedazzling that kind of low-key looks spiderweb inspired and heather is in a very jersey shore club dress like very snooky-esque but i do like her hair a lot here like the pompadour ponytail thing it's a a good look on her yeah as they're walking up Lacey's like kind of like dancing and heather turns to her obviously still having the conversation with brandy in her mind and she's like, I know we're all friends. We're friends and all, but like, game on, because I want this man. And Lacey's like, I guess not taking her super seriously and being like, I want this man, bitch. Ah, this man's going to be mine. And like, you tell Heather's like, oh, no, I'm being serious. Like, bitch, game on. So Lacey says in a talking head that she's feeling really happy that she's got another dinner with Brett tonight and she's starting to kick into damage control mode. And I want to convince this man that I'm not crazy. Again, convince, not show. And Heather's uh, not concerned at all because she and Brett have connected since day one, which is like, no, you haven't. The setup is outside this time instead of his room, thankfully. Brett says that they're going to have the most awesome romantic dinner ever, and he needs to get to know these ladies. I'm so tired of him going like, I'm really looking forward to getting to know you, and then just wants to fucking spill tea the whole time. This is less so than normally, but, like, he's asking questions that Flav was asking on, like, the second date. You know, like, the second challenge dates. I mean, I felt like this one wasn't too bad. He was asking how he feels they feel like they connect. Yeah, but, like, I feel like that's something you should have probably established earlier than the final four. Well, it's not like he's had a lack of opportunity. He hasn't had a lot of time. That's not because true. Because it's been like a week and a half. That's not true. Like 10 girls at a he time. has had the time. He has just chosen to spend it talking shit about the other ladies during the meal. Who's he talking shit about? Every time where he wants to know the deal with Lacey. He wants to know the deal with Erin. He wants to know the deal with Tamara. He wants to know the deal with Magdalena. You know what I mean? Because like, he has to find out who's there for him. I know, but like he's he's complaining about like this his interactions time- with them instead of actually because like my thing with bread about this right and like Flav is a different animal like which we don't have time to get into but it's like Brett's problem in the current model he's operating under is that like he's and as we see this is kind of how it works out you're left with somebody that you didn't actually make an effort to get to know because you're spending all of your time on dates with them, either talking about yourself or trying to get tea on somebody well, else in the house. I know, but like, if that's what we see, that is at least part of what your date consists of. It doesn't seem like he's super interested in getting to know them. Because even in his even in his compliments of them, it's always about how they look 
or about how his interests factor in. Like we said before, it's like, oh, you're beautiful and you're fun to go to hockey games with. Yeah. It's not like he hasn't gone out and on dates with Brandy. He's had chances to get to know her and talk to her about stuff. Well, and, he can't just be like, well, apparently you're good at blowjobs. Well, I know, but he could be like, and I think you're a really nice person. Is that oh, yes. so fucking hard to say? Like, I think that you're a sweet, kind person. You know, he doesn't fucking say any of that. He's like, you're fun to go to hockey games with. I can't fucking stand him. And it only gets worse, y'all. Like, just, it's coming. Lacey says, like, Lacey, like, I guess we caught that mid-conversation, but, like, Lacey's on, you know, full damage control mode by her own admission, where she's like, guys, I am having such a great time. Major oversell. It's really ridiculous. So then, like Mike said, Brett goes, you know, I have such a great question for you guys. I've been thinking about this all night. Why do you feel that we would work? I'm like, that's not a great question. This, again, this is something you should have asked on your first dates with them. Heather says that she feels like they both have the same kind of soul. They are both really big hearted and they're very caring and thoughtful, which great job showing the caring and thoughtful side of you last night. But... She just thinks that the two of them have the whole package, which is really hard to find. And Brett, again, here's the thing. This part, I, oh, God, I just, I'm so fucking mad. So he's like, here's the thing. There's something right on the fence about completely falling for you and being kind of like completely like, and he's kind of like doing the scales with his hands. And Heather's like, well, don't be scared. Now, first of all, like issue number one. How the fuck are you going to tell somebody who just got your name tattooed on them? You know, I don't really know how I feel about you. I don't really ever see this fully working out. Well, he gets nervous because he says it's completely falling. Well. And the other shaky thing. Well, wait, hold on. I'm going to get to that. But I mean, it's just like, how, how the fuck? Well, no, because it's no, it, it. None of why he feels unsure is relevant to the fact that, like, he's unsure about her for any reason, but let her get his name tattooed on her neck. He's unsure. That's not something. Wait, no, 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 that's not even it. It doesn't matter what his reasons, valid or invalid. It doesn't matter. If you're not sure about your long term plans with somebody, don't let them get your name tattooed. And it wasn't even just like he was like, oh, well, I don't really know if you want to or she surprised him or something. He was like, yeah, go for it. And then has the nerve to turn around two days later and be like, I don't really know how I feel about you. Do you realize, like, why that's fucked up? Like, I feel like it's not really connecting no, with you. He's very, no, I do. It is fucked up. I don't believe anyone should get names in general. I know, but, like, do you understand yes, his thing was what like, oh, my sa- God, I can't believe someone's doing this. I'm making her do this. Haha, like, I'm not going to talk her out of it because I can't believe she wants to do this. It's a fucked up thing to do. I feel like you're not like, really understanding what I'm hey, saying. I'm going to get Mike tattooed on me for whatever. I would be like, that is stupid. Mm. Instead of hyping up, be like, yeah, haha, I'm so I egotistical. Still, I still don't feel like you're understanding I don't what know, I'm saying. It I don't know. It's because. It's like a huge commitment for somebody to make for you if you don't really feel that strongly about them. Like, if Brett doesn't really feel that strongly about Heather, he shouldn't have let her commit to him in such a major way like that. Like, do you still not get it? 
I do, but I don't think there's anything that was going to stop her from getting his name tattooed. Yeah, the fact that they didn't go. They didn't have to go to a tattoo parlor. It's not like they were all there as a group and, like, that's what she decided to get. That's what he made their date. He was like, I have something really special planned. you want to get a tattoo? We're going to get a tattoo, yeah. But you could have tried to convince her to do something else and been like, you know, I don't really feel comfortable with you doing that. I, I agree. But, like... The fact that he was, like, so fucking turned on by the idea that she was going to get his name tattooed on her and then to turn around two days later and be like, I don't really know how I feel about you. That's really shitty to do to somebody. Yes, agreed. So Lacey says in a talking head that she does realize that Brett and Heather have a really strong connection with each other, but it sounds to me like Brett is having... More and more doubts and trust issues with Heather. And quite frankly, I'm just so happy right now. So Brett says to Heather, I don't want to start to fall like I did when I wrote my Every Rose song. And I'm like, any opportunity to bring this shit up. You know, like, we get it, dude. Gotta promote yourself. So he's like, you know, girl was a dancer. I feel in love. She broke my heart. And I was like, why the fuck? fuck are you bringing this up and he says in a talking head which is in my opinion probably the most egregious thing he said to date where he goes here's the thing with heather again i know if you were taking shots please pace yourself he goes i call it pole emotions and my pole emotions i mean can i get her off of that pole and get her onto my pole it's a big, big thought going through my mind right now. And I just wrote down electric chair. Can I get her? Death row. <laughs> Can I get her off of that pole and no. onto my pole? Does not deserve rights. Like, how the fuck do you say that to television cameras? And like, I, I. Stripper shaming was still accepted back then. But not even that, that he just, like, for somebody who, we've said this before, really owes his career to a certain degree to strippers. Stripper appropriation? No, but, like, he, right, he benefited off of sex work culture. Listen. It's like like, Justin Bieber coming out and saying, I owe everything to black people. Right, like Reebok, right. Right owes it to strippers. Right. I mean, it's just, like, the audacity in general to, like, look down on what she does for a living. Also, like, you let her go this far knowing she's the whole time that she's a stripper. And if this was going to be an issue of concern to you, you should have voiced that concern a little bit earlier than now and voiced it to all the other strippers in the house and not just the one that's showing the most interest in you and conveniently the oldest. And also just like saying, just like, how do I get her off of that pole and onto mine? First of all, like they're mutually exclusive, but like just that's such a gross, simplistic, just disgusting thing to say. And just to feel like I would love to know that if like somebody played this back for him, if he would still stand by it. Probably not. I would hope not. No. So Heather rightfully is like super offended by this for a variety of reasons and is like, no, I'm like a really loyal person. Like when I'm in love with somebody, that's it. And Brett's like, okay. And Heather says in a talking head that, like, Brett thinks that me being a dancer affects my ability to fall in love. And that's, like, not the case at all. Well, she said when she was younger. 
but I like mean, now, like it has no effect on. Yeah, whatsoever. it's called growing up. So Heather goes on some more to Brett about her loyalty, and she says in Jackie, she's like, I know I got us heartbroken by a dancer, but that was like twenty years ago. Get over it. I was like, yup, touche. I was thinking the same thing. I'm glad one of us said it. So Heather tells him that there was, like Mike said, you know, there was a time years ago when she first started dancing that she had her guard up, but she's past it. And Lacey's like, if I could just say something. <laughs> yeah, it's like, now you're going to just fucking interrupt. And the Heather's like shooting daggers at her from across the table for, as Heather calls it, running off at the chops. And uh, she's obviously really pissed in their talking head. And Brett's like, well, like, sure, but like, we're going to have to get back to, you know, Heather at some point. And Lacey's like, like, Heather's having this, like, really heart-to-heart conversation with him about this. And Lacey's like, so I know you have to pick one of us to have, a, like, an after-date with this. Like, you know, and Heather's already had some dates, so I think you should pick me. Because she, she's, she's like, never had a one-on-one. Well, the only time she's had one-on-ones was in the room with him. And Brett's just, like, picking away at his food, because I feel like neither of these... I think that if he could, in the same way that I've said this about, like, Hoops and Delicious, where it's like, if he could send everybody else home and just have, like, a bunch of dates with Jess, I think that's what he'd yeah, do. Yeah, of course. Lacey's like, you know, I would really like to spend more time with you, like, just me and you, and Heather's like, as would I, and in my defense, which is, like, not a good defense, where it's like, yeah, I know I've spent more time with him, but, like... We get along better, so that's why I deserve the dates. <laughs> and Lacey's like, but you've spent more time with him than I have. And Heather's like, I know that, but we have the best bond, so, like, duh. Like, like that means anything to Lacey. Like, oh, well, you've got the better bond with him. Better not try to get a better bond with him myself. And Brett goes, all right, gotcha, duly noted. <laughs> So Lizzie says in a talking head that she needs to play catch up to Heather and she's going to do everything in her power to make Brett see what a great person I am. So Lizzie asks Brett, do you see yourself being in a relationship with me? And Brett goes, here's what I say. What scares me is the seesawness in your manipulativeness. But he can't even say manipulativeness. He's like, manipulativeness? And I apologize for the ableist language. This is not me. But he goes, sometimes, I don't know if you have a plan. I don't do good at dating manic depressive. You know, people that are having an inner battle. In other words, I can't give everything. But then suddenly I start to become their depression. But it's like, if you're the reason why somebody's feeling shitty about themselves, that's not necessarily them. I looked. You contribute to that a little bit. I feel like. He didn't mean. Basically, he's just like, like he I want. It very it's, wrong, well, but like he did. He, I think he looked at it where it's like. It's not a good sentiment, like, though. I don't. Yes, he's like. I think he meant it more where if he's with someone like that who's also that, then he becomes depressed. Oh, and like he doesn't want to deal with that. I thought that he meant it like in kind of like a toxic positivity way, which is just like I don't really want to deal with your emotions. Like I can't have you bringing me down. Yeah, it's. Like, if you just, like, if you have feelings, like, keep them away from me. Which, I mean, what doesn't seem off brand for him. No, that's He loves to be, you know, like they say in every relationship, there's a gardener and there's the flower. And, like, fucking Brett wants to be the flower. He doesn't want to do any gardening. He just wants to stand there and be admired. So, so Lacey's like, well, I've always been really happy. I've never been a depressed person. And he says, your energy is good and you have a lot of it, which I think he means like 
in terms of because i was like lacy good energy but i was thinking he means more like enthusiasm yeah rather than like vibes so Lacey's like, and that's how I always am. And she talks about how her mom and her were really close. And she does start to choke up a little bit. And <laughs> she's like, you know, like my mom and I were, were really, really close. And when and Heather with a mouthful of bread goes, maybe we shouldn't talk about it. Yes. <laughs> she's such a bitch. Try to cut it off right there. And Lacey's like, you know, when, and when she died and Brett's like, oh, it's like a piece of you. And Lacey goes on to just to explain that she died suddenly and heather says out loud no does she say this out loud no she says this in a talking head where she's like oh my hell again what is this expression that Lacey's so good at playing brett she manipulates and twists everything around for her benefit and it's like oh yeah it's all fun and games so you're the the fucking victim of it right Mm -hmm. oh i love that Lacey's so manipulative until now that it affects me personally like what's that like onion headline or something it's like I can't believe a leopard would eat my face, says the lady who voted for the face-eating leopard party. Oh, I don't know if I saw that. It's really funny, though. <laughs> it's, it's a joke about Republicans. So, Brett says, um, all these things matter, and what makes me connect to you, like, he's, like, basically happy that Lacey's kind of finally opening up, and says in a talking head that he's starting to understand her very strong personality. So he decides to spend time with Lacey and know more about her. Heather's pretty cordial about it as Brett and Lacey leave. And Heather's like, nah, all bets are off. Like, Lacey's over. Like, she's canceled. If she gets in my way at all, shit's going to hit the fan and she will be sorry. This is a smart move by producers because, like like I said before, I was like, that's weird that, like, you'd think that he would keep Brandy and Heather, Brandy and Heather, Brandy and Lacey so they could kind of face off against each other and do, like, a last minute ploy for who's most successful. the night before, But I guarantee that producers were like, listen, Brandy's probably going to end up going home. And we start to see some cracks forming between Lacey and Heather. Let's pit them against each other has to be tv well not even that like let's pit them against each other because if they're literally forced to compete for this date and they're both like ruthless terrible people you know this is what's going to cause better tv because obviously the brandy lacy fight would be like boring and kind of expected and whatever but like let's watch the people who are friends friends, fight yeah Yeah, no that's really great also when (laughs) Heather's left alone at the table still eating. It reminded me a lot of this same point in Flavor of Love season one where he's like, hey, I'm going to roll with Goldie tonight. And New York's sitting there with her knife at the table. You know, like the famous GIF. No, no, no. Not the waving around knife because that the waving around knife is in the kitchen. No. (laughs) Side note. What a fucking legend she is. No, there's the knife waving her. She's like, New York is in the motherfucking house, like yelling to yes. Hottie in the kitchen. Then there's, you should have just sat there and ate your food, which is a bonus yes. thing. Then there's the one where she's like sitting there with the knife and she's just like politely smiling while like the the pool lights are kind of behind her. Mm. You know the gif. It's like probably in I've the top three like most popular times, yeah. New York gifs. You know exactly which one I'm talking about. You just can't visualize it now. Not everybody is using a New York gif a day like I am. Brett says he's excited to spend the time and Lacey's like, yeah, I've been wanting this all along, which is very unintentionally sinister. But Lacey says in a talking head that, you know, Heather's just left to eat dessert alone. So I do we... feel bad for Heather here, though, because you can see she's fighting crying. Listen, because back. first of all, she's getting rejected but good in for general. Her for only the but again, like all of kids. this, 
all of this is underscored. Like, obviously, it would hurt to be rejected in general. It definitely hurts to get rejected twice in two days. It hurts to get rejected twice in two days after you got somebody's name tattooed on your neck. Ugh. Poor thing. So we get a little bit of the nightcap, unfortunately. There's a romantic table set up in his suite. Brett tells her that he had an amazing time last night, which is weird because she wasn't really a part of that. And he saw that she and Brandy were having a rough time. And Lacey's like, you know what it is about Brandy? I just, I never, like, look, I'm just fucking with her. But, like, honestly, in real life, like, I don't actually do this to people. And Brett's like, listen, if I thought you were this malicious, malicious bitch, again, the double thing if i thought you were this malicious malicious bitch like you would have been gone a long time ago which i'm gonna have to disagree with you there brett and i know that Lacey keeps saying this she's like this isn't who i really am but it's like if you're willing to go here just because you're competitive like this is what competition brings out in you like almost hurting people this kind of is who you are a little bit like sorry this kind of is a hundred percent of who you are i mean i can't speak to who she is now or if she's grown from it or changed but at least at this point in her life it's sort of who she is very bully but also on top of that as they're having this discussion i don't know if Lacey is just like a touch love language kind of person or if she's doing this on purpose but as they're having this conversation and maybe this is top of mind because i just watched aladdin the other day that she's like rubbing his leg while they're having this conversation and it kind of reminded me of like anytime jafar wanted something from the sultan he'd just point the staff in his face where it's like if she's rubbing his leg he's obviously not thinking because like if i'm rubbing your knee while i'm trying to ask you for something what are you going to be paying attention to yes well it's not even the knee it's the thigh well right thigh but also the knee is like close to the erogenous penis right well also the back of the knee is an erogenous zone layman's terms yes but either way so she's obvious and plus he's somebody who's very easily like blood is only going to one head or the other there is no rationale with him he's a fucking caveman but smart move to fuck up his concentration so Lacey says in a talking head that brett clearly sees the real me and it just makes me feel that much closer to him. And I'm so glad he sees me for who I am. So he leads her into the room and there's rose petals all over the bed. They start making out and the camera leaves the room. And I'm like, why do you put these ladies in this situation? So it's the next morning and a shirtless Brett walks her to the door. Pants on button too, I think, right? Or at least the top buttons were undone, it looked like. Very I don't really remember. Letter from death row-ish. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, does he even still have the V at this point? Did he even really have it then? Yeah, he did a little bit then. Yeah, Yeah. he was like he was really skinny ripped. Yeah. What? How tall do we say he is? Like five ten, right? That I don't remember. I forgot. We definitely looked it up. He's either five nine or five ten. So he walks her to the door, and Lacey's like, "I woke up this morning with Brett, and it was so incredible. It was just such a beautiful night. Words can't even describe." And. We see Lacey making a walk of shame down the hall and then Brett leaving his room with a single garment bag because men don't be packing. I just meant overpacking, but no, he's the celebrity. So he has people bring. I know, but he's like makes it look like he's just like one lonesome guy with like the garment bag tucked over his shoulder. Like he like he probably isn't the one that came with a bunch of shit, you know? 
So he says in a talking head, it's, it was an absolutely great trip to Vegas and basing, and this is basically his same spiel about like, oh, it's a hard decision, and I'm basing yeah, an elimination, right? Gut feelings, blah, blah, blah. We go right to elimination, which I have to laugh because that had to have been an awkward car ride back with uh, Heather and Lacey. That would have I'm been a good bonus scene. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm surprised we didn't get anything with that. That had to be, have been tense. Maybe because they were probably just cordial to each other because they're both yeah. too chicken shit to confront each other at this point in their relationship. We're then outside the house and it's elimination time. We see, as per usual, the looks are all over the place. We see Lacey in like a velvet, kind of like sexy goth girl gown. Mm-hmm. And Heather is in another one of her stripper gowns. I feel like that sounds derogatory, but I'm not really sure how else to describe it because it's basically like a monokini with a built-in maxi skirt. Like, that's exactly the only way I can describe the top is like a monokini. And Jess is in like a middle school dance dress, kind of like very 2000s homecoming type of thing. And Brandy's just in a dressy, like, high neck top and jeans, which is just dressy for her, but... (laughs) You know, considering was it last week or the week before she's, she's in, in the like white and black shirt and jeans yeah no not even well the well one last week she was in the one that she was in all day but the day before that she was in uh like a tank top and jeans for elimination she's the wild thing uh just says in talking head that she's feeling good whatever brandy says that she definitely has a lot of feelings for brett and cares about him dearly but is afraid to get her heart broken again but if Brett were to ask her to stay, she definitely will. Lacey says in a talking head that Brandy needs to go home. She's wasting everybody's time by being here. And Heather says in a talking head that she's nervous because Brett has given her the shaft two nights in a row, which I have to laugh because it's like, actually, he's given the shaft to two other people two nights in a row. <laughs> Get it? Like his Did-do. dick. Heh. <laughs> So Brett's, <laughs> Brett is in a, Brett's look uh, for elimination is the most understated and normal to date, though I'm not a huge fan of navy and black together, but he's in a navy blazer over like a black tee and, you know, just regular jeans. So he says in a talking head that he's got a chance to hang out with each of them and it really gave him a chance to think about things and all in a hell of, like, hell of a couple days, so let me just get right to it. The first person, he says, while in Vegas, uh, someone he got to feel extremely close to, it proved to him that they were feeling a little closer to him since a lot of their conversation has been at a distance. And it's Jess. I actually didn't think he was going to go with Jess. I thought he was going to pick Lacey first. No, I knew Jess was going to be Well, obviously one. Jess was going to be number one. But, like, I, I feel like that whole, like, keeping him at a distance thing is kind of a non-issue at this point. Like, they've gone another date since where she's kind of opened up a little more. Yeah. So I was a little surprised that he's still like this person that I didn't really connect with until now, sort of, you know, whatever. So obviously this is Jess's, I think, second or third, no, third time at number one. She's been number one multiple years. And I don't obviously know she's, she's always top three. Obviously but. she's in the top three now, but, yeah. you know, just impressive. So Heather says in a talking head that Jess doesn't care about Brett. She never has and she probably never will. I don't know if I agree with that. I feel like they all care about him in a sense. I feel like Lacey the least so. Yeah. But I do agree that that's the thing is that like I think what Heather is saying and like what Lacey is saying because I feel like the accusations that she's like fake don't really feel fair. But I guess in their mind like in my mind would be if I was also trying to date a 44 year old man at my current age 
and there was also a 23 year old that was there in competition i'd be sitting there like what the fuck are you connecting on <laughs> like i look back now at the guy when i was 20 i was dating who was 32 and i'm like what the fuck was he doing hanging out with me date, date somebody your own fucking age yeah, he is a creep at least at that point in we time. We don't age shame. We really no. It just it's it's again. It comes down to power. But it's like you said, a thirty-two to twenty is a little bit different. I mean, it's Jay Z and Beyonce difference too. But again, it's well, different when you're like a college student versus a working adult. Yeah, I mean, well, Jay Z and Beyonce—that's a tough one. You can't really. That's well, also they're both famous, but it was yeah. like I mean, it's still a little weird. And obviously, in the long run, that big of an age difference doesn't really make a huge difference. But like. I was in fucking college. Like, I, I couldn't even go out to bars legally. Like, it's fucking whatever. Conversation for another day. <laughs> Actually, now that I think about it, he and I bonded over our love of Rock of Love. Wow. I forgot about that. Uh, But yeah, I think that Heather is kind of sitting there like, what the fuck could they possibly have in common? Like, I'm closer to his age. It makes more sense, which is actually funny because I think their age difference is probably about 12 years. She's 32. He's 44. Yeah. So. Funny how that works. But see, it's like a, it's less of a big deal at 32 and exactly. 44. Because you're both more mature and adults. Yeah, you're in like similar places yeah, in you've your been life. through shit in your life. You know your interests. You kind of know what you're into and what's going on. Exactly. The next person, he says, he knows a lot of people who have their doubts about this girl. It's like very obvious through what he's saying. He's like, people have a lot of problems with her, but I really like her a lot. And that's what matters because it's up to me, Lacey. I mean, kind of. I mean, you know what the you know what this is though. This is the fucking gentleman move. Like the he had to pick the he had to keep the ladies that he fucked, like or at least fooled around with. That's like true. he had to make sure they knew they were safe. Yeah. Because otherwise, it looks bad that he, he might be eliminating one of them after he had sex with them. That's true. But it doesn't feel awkward to do that to the lady whose name is you know your name is tattooed on their neck. Brett tells the final two that uh, the, his, the trip to Vegas taught him something about both of them. He goes, Heather, I will say this. I think you're absolutely beautiful. But of course, but I also think it's time that we have to decide why you're here. What you're here for. Is it going to work? Is it not going to work? And she's like rolling her eyes yeah, blatantly. Like, I don't fucking blame her. She's right. Yeah. Like, I think that if no, anybody. I don't blame her at all for that one. I think if you're going to question anybody in this house being Lacey. sincere. It's not going to be Heather. Yeah. Like, even from the beginning. It, and even maybe some of this is hindsight. But, like, just for a variety of reasons. Like, I granted, I think that Heather should do better and be with somebody that's better for her self-esteem. But I think in terms of, like, personality and interests and lifestyles, they kind of have the best chemistry. Yeah. Well, like, she's more the kind the of person that I would expect to see Brett with. Yeah. I could see them actually being friends. Maybe not husband and wife or anything, but like I've said, like I could see them be just being friends, even if right, it's they not have romantically good, they have good She just... could be at shows chilling in the fucking room with the band all together, like with friends, everyone just hanging out, drinking, this having a good a, time. A groupie. I'm trying to be a little more polite, but <laughs> a groupie who you're on better terms with. Well, like the long-term groupies, like like the ones, like the fans that show up. Yes. Heather could be one of those who comes in. In season two and puts people on a polygraph You test. know what's funny is, like, I remember, I, like, I, like I've mentioned here before, I don't remember a ton from when I watched this at the time, but I forgot that I was 
fully expecting her on season two to come back and pull in New York, and she never did. Mm. And I was so disappointed. Spoiler alert, everybody. But, like, she doesn't come back. And I was so fucking disappointed. Come back. Come back. Yeah. But then we get plenty of her for the next couple of years. So, you know, no loss. D- then he says about Brandy that when we were up in the hotel room that night after my show and I was holding your head up from the toilet, you looked me right in the eyes and were like, I love you and I want to make this work. And it really made me believe in what you were saying. And Heather's in a talking head like, oh, hell no, I'm not letting her get away with this shit. And Brett starts to say that, like, he's like, oh, you know, I know this is weird for everybody. And Heather's like, Ugh. she woke up and said, I'm done with like, I'm done. You know, this is not for me. I just, I feel like a friend and I'm tired of wasting you guys' time. And I, like, I see you guys talking about her and uh, Heather and Brett and just be like, and I just want to go home. And Brett's like, well, oh no, Brandy says, what I want to say is, like, I want to be honest with you. And like, yeah, I did say that. I did say I didn't want to waste anybody's time. And like, if anything, though, I see you more with Jess than I see you with Heather. And Heather's like, well, oh, that's not what you told me. I thought you said with Jess or Heather. Oh. Leaving Lacey out of it, obviously. Oh, I think she, I thought she said, that, well, because also I had the captions and you didn't. But it's like, I, I see you more with Jess than I see you with Heather. Huh. And Heather's like, well, that's not what you told me. But And Brandy's like, can I finish? And I was like, well, spicy. So she goes, I can also see you with Heather, but mm. just not with me. And Brett is like caught super fucking off guard by this. Rightfully so, you know. And he's like, do you want to stay in this house with me? Because I'm getting down to the point where I kind of need to know. And Brandy's like, honestly, I don't think I can let my guard down. And Brett does like white guy blink jiff where he's like say that again and brandy's like honestly like my guard like i'm I'm keeping it up you know that and i just i can't really bring it down and then they just go boom and they cut to brett going now here's what really fucking pisses me off and i'm like oh we're getting angry brett like i straight up wrote my notes Mm -hmm. he goes you could have told me this a long time ago Because, like, even, like, you know, the other day at the pool, I looked you in the eyes and I said, how do you feel? And you said, I want to take this to more than just a friendship level. And, like, like, not even half an hour before, you were telling them that you wanted to go home. So, like, what the fuck? And Brandy goes, oh, like, I, I apologize. And then Brett goes, I don't care where you go in your life. You're a beautiful girl, of course. But beauty's only skin deep if you fuck with people's emotions. I'm not the one that jaded you. Mm-hmm. Again, another Aerosmith reference. Well, it's actually, that's one. Because I'm the one well, that his, jaded yeah. you. Brett says in a talking head, now this shit really fucking pissed me off too. I don't know if this is what, because you said you had something at the end too, but this shit really pissed me off. Where he's like, I feel like she'd been lying to me and she'd been playing me and I couldn't deal with it no more. And I wrote like, this is wildly hypocritical because he told heather earlier now that we're down to the final four he's telling heather now oh i don't really know if i could see myself letting my guard down for you i didn't go with it that way but do you but do you get what i'm saying oh, no, before I, before we move on to yes, what your thoughts are 100 percent. like the fucking audacity to say to brandy i can't believe you would keep this from me and be so pissed at her about saying i don't know if i can actually let my guard down after all this time when you again went with her to get this tattoo of your fucking name and now the audacity to be like 
I don't know if I can let my guard down for you, yeah. Heather. And she's also, and Brandy's also a dancer. That's true, too. I should say, well, we've been saying Heather's a stripper. I should use the same words and not try to make it sound like I know, no it's, it's right. They're we're both not, exotic dancers. They're both, they're both strippers, right? And like for him to get mad, as you were saying. No, my other, my problem is, well, we can, I could say it afterwards. Because uh, well, this is where you can say how he dismissed Well, I mean, to go thing. back on to that point a little, I mean, I did touch on that a little earlier, but it's true. It's like, so you're kind of picking and choosing when the stripper yeah, thing bothers exactly. you, which is comes down to the fact that you're not super into Heather. And like... Flav did this too, where it was just like, just be not interested in that. I I understand the producers want them to stay, but like, it's really not fair of you to turn around to somebody else and say like, it's not fair that you're fucking with my emotions by saying you won't let your guard down for me after a week and a half. But like, you know, it's really unfair to do that when... Like, you're then turning around and doing that to somebody else who's really trying to open up to you. But wait, what were you saying? Or do you, what do you want to wait until it's like a I later mean, it, point? I mean, it's really I could just say it now. It doesn't really matter. But my problem was, I understand. Like, it seems like he is actually genuinely like hurt and kind of surprised I mean, by well, it. Well, I think that but, he's. I don't think that uh, he's hurt as much as like his ego is bruised yeah, and he's embarrassed. True. Like, I don't think. I mean, I don't think that he likes yeah. to be told you're on my show and you're going to do this to me. Yeah. That, but it's also kind of like I don't think that even if this was the real world, he would have responded well yes. to it. But I don't think that he's the one. He's like I'm. Like we said about George Costanza before, we've said mentioned it in previous episodes where it's like I invented. I invented it. It's not you. It's me. But like that's exactly what he's doing here. My issue of him being like so angry or whatever is, isn't it pretty much proven that? This was all just for show and whatever. That, and that he part has the too. Baby I I and, didn't think about that, but like, you're right. You can't, that's where when you said, "Oh, isn't it kind of hypocritical?" That's what I thought you were going to go into. Oh, but I looked at it. I was like, you know, you're not going to be in a serious relationship with any of these women because your baby mom is at home, who you are planning on being with when this is over, and you're just here for a TV show. At least I don't know if this is real. I, mean, I say allegedly. Right. But, our sources like, are our sources for that point are not especially reliable. But. Yeah. That's where I look at it and I'm like, all right, if that's the, it's a very big if, because I could be completely wrong, in which case, hey, man, feel your emotions. And if you're pissed, cool. But I don't think he's pissed because he really cared. Like, I feel like he's pissed because his ego's bruised. Yeah. I mean, I guess it would be one of, because he was, he wasn't going to keep Sam because he's like, yo, you need to go home, like, have some, you need some you milk. time. <laughs> and then you have her. It's like, well, who, what, were you going to keep Mia who you didn't connect with? Like, it's all. Yeah. Like, on. I think it's that point that Flav kind of got to where he, where he realized. he really wanted that, to send Heather home. Well, not even that, but I think he like got to a certain point where he realized barely any of the people I have left are genuine. But then like he got rid of a bunch of the other people because he didn't think they were genuine either. So yeah. he's choosing from a really shitty, no offense to them, like not shitty people, but like he's not choosing from a batch of women that are right for him. But I didn't even think about your point, too, that like, and I think we brought this up about Flav is like, you don't have the right to complain about these ladies being insincere when your long term plan isn't to be with them. I think that it's sort of you have I, someone off the show. I also kind of think, too, that there's a chance that he was like, Christy was kind of his backup plan because they obviously had this connection already that like, yeah, yeah he still probably had feelings for her, but like. If he had an opportunity to, like, upgrade to, like, younger, hotter pussy, then, like, why wouldn't he take it? But then I think, too, that it could also part of the ego bruising and his defensiveness could be that he probably realizes that a lot of these women could do better 
quote unquote, because they're younger. Like with Aaron and Justin Timberlake. Yeah, exactly. I knew I had this discussion about him with somebody where it's like, it's that realization where it's like, you're not Justin Timberlake. And that like, he knows Brandy could do better because she's cute and has a good personality. So if she's not really that into him, it's basically just saying, you know. And like, like I was saying, my thing is based on completely allegedly based on, as you said. No, I thought that was no. It's, it's a very solid sources, point that I didn't yeah. consider. But there is a chance that if he was just there for the show to promote and do whatever and have a TV show, make some money, whatever it is, it's like you can't really be mad. I think that he. I think that you're thinking of it from the perspective of somebody who, like, wasn't super interested in dating and like fucking around prior. Whereas, like, Brett... No, I'm looking at this as, like, if we're going... Ba- no, but I'm, I'm saying, as, if, if we're you based were somebody... On, if I'm with someone, and, like, VH1 came to me and was like, hey, listen, you're a celebrity, you have an album coming out, would you want to do this dating show? And, like, listen, like, you obviously don't have to say with the person afterwards, but it's great publicity, you get a lot of people, you know, seeing you, you get to have some fun and party, this and that, blah, 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 and you're just like, alright, cool. While you're I not think going that into was, a relationship. While I think that was part of his decision, I don't think that you're also considering the fact that, like, he's somebody who just likes to fuck women. Like, he just wants to fuck hot girls. And if you were the kind of guy who, like, liked to fuck around, and if you were presented with the opportunity to have a bunch of women who are all clamoring and willing to do anything to be with you, even beyond, like, the fucking part, even beyond the sex no, and the, I, I and the touching, I, I think it's also just, it's gotta, be a, it's gotta be a huge ego boost to have a bunch of women that you think want to date you. Yeah. I agree with you on the ego part. No, I know, but I'm just reiterating that it's not just about, like... Oh, it's it's not entirely just a promotional no, opportunity. Agree. Yes, no, I agree. No, I know we're I know on the same page. I'm just yeah. Brett continues and says, "My suggestion is this again. This fucking qualifier where he's like, my suggestion is this. You've made this decision for yourself, and your tour ends here, and you can go ahead and go." And it's like, what is he suggesting? He's telling her she needs to leave. But Brandy's, you know, a good sport and apologizes again and asks for a hug and he accepts and he tells her to have a good life. It's always such a weird, such a fucking dismissive. And I mean, I, I get that he's upset We as we discussed at length, but it's just always so funny to be like, have a nice life. Brandy is crying a little bit in her exit interview and says that she did not mean for him to think that she didn't care. Uh, she says it sucks, it hurts, and it's killing her. That he misunderstood because I he never meant she never meant for it to come out like that. She does wish that she could have opened up her heart to him, and obviously she fucked that up. I wanted to listen to her episode of Talk of Love because I was like really confused about what like where this 180 came from. How she went from being like super interested in him to all of a sudden being like, no, nope, well, it's, it's not working. For, like two episodes i know i i didn't want to listen to it because they talk about um i don't know if i forgot if she ends up being on i love money but i know that they for a fact they talk about charm school so i don't want to listen to it yet because i don't want it spoiled for me we have a couple shows to tackle before we get to charm school by the way because we're almost at the end of the season obviously but our next show is i love new york season two i'm very excited for that nice and then I think it's Rock of Love Season 2, then Flavor of Love Season 3. We've got time. But lots of shows on deck. So Brett says to the group, 
uh, we're down to three of us now, and obviously I care about all three of you a lot, and anybody in this house that wants to go, there's the fucking door. You know, I'm saying this as nicely as I can right now before I, before I lose my cool and you see another side of me, and then I wrote his diabetes rage side. Oh my god. It's not, it's not me I'm making saying, fun of his diabetes. Like, you don't want to see my bad side. Is it, what, are you gonna hit me or something? Right, I know, that is like such a weird- I mean, it's very threatening. Yeah, I know, I was not a huge fan of him being threatening like that, but I'm laughing about the diabetes rage. I mean, if you want to say like, hey, listen, I can rages? have a little angry side to me. It's like, alright, I get it, everyone does, but can I explain what the diabetes rage side is? Yes. It was more of a reference to why he explained, he said in an interview once, why he and Charlie Sheen trashed a hotel room. He blamed it on rage over his diabetes that he's had over his entire life. There you go. Also, talked about in our bonus episode, patreon.com slash rewindthelovepod. So, I... Didn't I kind of took that as a rhetorical statement, but Lacey's like, as long as you're here, babe, I'm definitely staying. And Heather's like, yeah, that's right. And Brett's like, well, Jess, which I was like, why are you expecting her to answer? I thought it was rhetorical. And Jess is like, you can't get rid of me, bitch. No, just kidding. That's Nicki Minaj. But Brett's like, are you here, here? Are you kind of here? And Jess is like, I'm here, here? She goes, no. She goes, I'm here. And he's like, well, are you here, here? She's like, I'm here, here, 100%. Not with, like, a questioning inflection. Well, no, inflection I just mean more like, like he just was being, well, my questioning inflection is more like Well, the two was, of them said, he'd be like, hey, with what just happened, let me ask the third person. My questioning inflection was more just like she was kind of clearly unsure about how intense he was being. You could tell that she was, like, a little trepidatious that he's, like, all of a sudden he's like, Jess, are you really here for me? And it's like, re- fucking relax. Yeah. Like, with your rage side or whatever the fuck. So then all of a sudden, Brett's super chill, and he's like, Heather, come on down here and get that pass. And Heather's like, well, I'd never lie to you, so. <laughs> so Heather says in a talking head that she was in the bottom two tonight, and it was a horrible feeling. And I'd be like, yeah, it's probably extra horrible, because you fucking got a tattoo of his name. <laughs> and she's like, that's never going to happen again. I will do whatever it takes to win my man. Bottom line, I'll sacrifice anything to be with him. That's how much I'm into him. And I was like, that is very um, Susan Smith, Diane Downs of you, but go off. We get two more talking heads from Jess and Lacey about how they're happy to get to know him better. And and then they cheers and that's it. The bonus scene is Brett at the show singing Talk Dirty to Me. Whatever. That's the bonus scenes it. are so fucking whack on this show. Um, and that's it. That's the whole episode. Do you have any other thoughts? We need more comedy on credits. I know. It's fucking Yo, boring. I don't Sasquatch. care. <laughs> Still the best. Love Chance. But yeah, that's... Did you have any other thoughts about the episode or about Brett being a piece of shit? Or Not really. I looked at it as more as like... I forgot this was Brandy's week, but then... I know you've mentioned like, oh, well, we meet Lacey's parents or kind of explain Lacey stuff. and, and Heather's like, oh, parents. So I know she and... misstays this week and I know Heather doesn't go and home this week. And you know how Jess and, yes. works So I'm like, Jess. oh, so, so it is. Process of elimination. I forgot yeah. it was more due to her own like, hey, I got to go. What's interesting is how many of them it was kind of that situation that it was like. A lot of people don't know what the fuck they signed up for. I mean, yeah, but I feel like, like the flavor it. of Love Ladies at least had a better... Minus reality show stamina like there was the one from uh who the hell was it god she started saying all those things about like 
dating like Chinese men because she was like half. Oh, uh, patience. Patience, thank you. Oh, thank God she never shows back up yes. again. But I feel like for the most part, the flavor of love ladies had better reality show stamina, which is like they were under much worse circumstances. One, because they had no idea what they were getting themselves into. True. At all. And like flavor of flavor is the prize as 500 people sent me in that meme this week. And uh, oh god, this is gonna sound so mean, but like, don't say it. I just I have to like I just don't. assume y'all. As much as I appreciate hearing from you, I love fan feedback. I genuinely, truly mean that. But just assume that if there's a flavor of love, a rock of love meme, that probably I've seen it. So you don't need to send it to send me. it to me. Send it to Mike because he yeah. doesn't fucking pay attention to anything I tell at, him. At Mister Feeny five one nine, I'll gladly interact with everyone. Yes. Um. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make you the Jimmy to my James? I guess. I love interacting with people too. I just like I, I just the same meme like five hundred times. It just gets old. Old. Um. Now that I sound like an ungrateful bitch, uh, rate, yeah, review, subscribe, tell friends who don't yeah. suck. Five stars, five stars, please. Please don't hold that rant against me. I appreciate Jeez. it. I appreciate hearing from you. Genuinely, I do. Um, do we have anything else? You can find us at... I know that part. I wanted to say anything else, anything else. Oh. No, I mean, we wrapped it up. We're getting to the final three. As we know, next week is, like, the Meet the Parents. Yeah. Excited for that. Those are always fun episodes, It's gonna be interesting. Because I don't remember these last... Obviously, I know who wins. But, like, I do not remember the last couple episodes and, like, shit that goes on. So I'm actually kind of looking forward to seeing how i mean we know the results but we don't remember any circumstances the journey that brings us there yeah so i'm excited for that um subscribe friends who don't suck patreon.com slash rewind the love pod we've got a year 2003 coming out uh this weekend yes hopefully if i can get my shit together and you can follow us Facebook. Well, I don't post anything there anymore, but Rewind Love Podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Rewind Love Pod. You can find me on Twitter at Sonia Marie Says and on Instagram at Son Marcel Fee, F-E-E. I am on Twitter at Mr. Feeny519. Instagram, change the 519 to a 78 and you're good. Besides that, Thank you all so much once Thank again. Thank you all. I'm sorry for sounding going, like an ungrateful bitch. <laughs> going on this journey with us. You had your Brett moment right there. Mm. You know what really pisses me off? There's the door. There's the log out button. <laughs> no. It's late. It's been a long sorry, time, It has. Guys. No, it has. But no, seriously, everyone, please continue to stay safe. Uh, be smart wear your fucking masks okay now i have an actual reason to be angry wear your goddamn masks if you leave the house respect social distancing don't be in large crowds of people you don't need to go out to a restaurant that fucking badly yes still support them order in pick up have fun with that yeah but just like you don't need to fucking uh, be there there's tons of gofundmes and stuff out there for like restaurant servers feathers don't forget check the link in the bio the best thing to do, go out, research, throw in a couple bucks here and there. Honestly, I don't think indoor dining is going to happen anytime soon. At least, well, not by us. Well, but not by us, yes, places, because we're maybe. actually fucking being responsible. Either way, just please be smart, be safe. Let's fucking wrap yes, this COVID shit up. Please. Shit's tired. It's it's done. Like, we're ready to be done with it. Stop being dicks. Wear your fucking masks. Straight to the point. Also, justice for beer on the Taylor. Black Lives Matter. LGBTQ rights or human rights.
We're going to have to make this a more cohesive closing. We'll come but up with something. Yeah, yeah we're working more. on it. It's a work in progress. This is top of the mind. Very long day. Yes. Not much sleep because everyone's shooting up motherfucking fireworks. Until 3.30 in the right. goddamn we're really morning. Ready to, we're like, right, we're waiting until the very end of the episode to just get very angry. Yeah. Um. But no. But, um, <laughs> yes. But back to a serious <laughs> On a light note, we love I don't you know. all. Take care of yourselves. We yes, love you. On. Be smart. Be safe. Yes, you know and we love you. We'll talk to you soon. Yes. Bye. Goodbye.